Seven minutes after the hour of 8 a.m. It's Saturday. It's February 18th, 2023. Tom Eagle, up your morning mayor in the house. Shame and Tom and half man, half amazings in Kamloops, Canada. And Shane, it's National Pluto Day. I don't know if that's the dog or the or the misnamed planet. <laughs> it's no longer a planet, though, right? I know. That's why I said the misnamed planet. It's just a ball of ice out there. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, with everything that's going on this week, I'm not surprised. I mean, when they went in and told, you know, uh, your president that uh, they'd found balloons uh, flo- floating over the country, he said, "Oh." Who's, is it my birthday? Yeah, yeah. Where's the ice cream? <laughs> yeah, Where's the ice cream was, and cookies? Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, you he know, was when, I, when I watched the news and and the way they they cover for him because of the, you know, the the ridiculousness of mm-hmm. what they did after with other balloons, I, it's like you you'd think that everybody thought that Joe Biden's middle initial was uh, uh, C, you know. You know, for the J.C. Biden guy. No, no. No, his middle initial is C, but it stands for Jimmy Carter Biden. Yeah. I well, mean, this guy's turning out to be, I mean, you've got inflation running at 18%. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the Federal Reserve rate will be uh, 8%, 8% mm-hmm. by May or June. So it's on its way. Uh, you, you're you're going to go into a campaign year with inflation at at 18 to 20 percent, and the Fed rate at eight, and interest rates on credit mm-hmm. cards at 22, and mortgages at 12 to 15. So here it comes. Well, we'll see. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to go that drastic, but uh, we'll find out. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be here. We'll be here. We'll be here. We'll be here so <laughs> whether it is or it isn't. So yeah, the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it seems to be uh, open season on anything flying by the United States now, since they've received so much flack for letting that balloon go clear across the United States. And um, well, you can't blame people for, uh, uh, but <laughs> but still, uh, you know, all of a sudden we've shot down four things that we don't know what they are, <laughs> and we can't find them and can't recover them because it's of the weather and all of that. And, Speaking of the weather, I should let people know uh, it's 25 degrees right now and cloudy. Uh, uh, snow's going to start today at 4 o'clock and uh, end tomorrow morning, Sunday morning at 7 a.m., 1 to 3 inches predicted. But on Sunday, starting at 9 p.m. till Thursday, we're going to get 8 to 12 inches, according to the Weather Bureau. So wow. we're gonna get some we're gonna get some snow over four days. So kudos to all the folks out there that are uh, moving the snow and uh, keeping our parking lots clean, and uh, so uh, businesses can operate. And uh, all the snowmobile drivers, uh, um, you know, keep cleaning the sidewalks, and the folks from the state that are cleaning the streets and highways. Uh, kudos to you guys. Uh, that's not a uh, that's not a fun job to do. So. We, well, uh, it's uh, cl- overcast here with uh, frost on the ground and 10 degrees centigrade. All right. Well, the callers are starting early, Shane. Let's take a phone call. 406-522-TALK is the number. 406-522-8255. Caller, you're on with the award-winning Tom and Shane. What's up? Well, good morning, Glory. Hey, Linda. Or not Linda, Nancy. Nancy and Roundwood. Uh, How you doing? You're sounding great. <laughs> Sorry, Nancy. 
Well, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I just want to start out, but I think we should extend some prayers to our brothers and sisters down there in <clears throat> Palestine, mm-hmm. Ohio. I mean, they're going through a living hell. And, of course, we all know that our government turned their back on them until President Trump threatened to go down there for a visit, and now they're sending uh, FEMA and some other uh, uh, supposedly uh, credible uh, environmentalists down there to help out uh, mm-hmm. with the, the toxic situation. So it's just heartbreaking to see what's happened uh, to the Buckeyes living along that uh, majestic uh, Ohio River. I mean, it is so historic in our country's history mm-hmm. during the French and Indian War period. Uh, but I want to say that uh, there was, of course, some breaking news a couple of days ago. The House Judicial uh, Committee, uh, headed by uh, Congressman uh, Jimmy Jordan of Ohio, uh, he has sent subpoenas out to the CEOs of Apple, Amazon, Meta, Alphabet, and Microsoft for collusion uh, with the government to suppress free speech. And uh, that is excellent news. And, of course, our House Speaker McCarthy went down to the uh, border with some uh, six uh, leading uh, GOP uh, um, leaders, and they saw for themselves firsthand what's going on, and they're going to be taking some swift action against President uh, Biden and uh, Mayorkas of uh, the DHS, And uh, which leads me to my next conversation. And, Shane, you, you could probably answer this better. Uh, I've been following illegal immigration from the north, and it seems that the Mexican cartel has been uh, flying uh, Mexicans at a cost of $350 for a one-way ticket to Montreal or Toronto, Canada. And between October 1st and December 31st of 2022, 6,709 people uh, got off the planes there in Canada and uh, they didn't like the situation. They couldn't get work or whatever, and they claimed, uh, you know, that life wasn't, uh, Canadians weren't uh, helping them out. So they actually crossed illegally into our country uh, in places like Derby Line, Vermont, and uh, northern New Hampshire, and Morris, New York. And uh, th- th- we're talking almost 7,000 people. My question is this. Why doesn't the Canadian government start deporting these people as soon as they land in their cities there instead of allowing them to come across into our country. I know that Derby Line, Vermont, uh, it goes partly into Canada and on this side of the, the U.S. border. I mean, so what's going on, Stan? Can you uh, kind of answer these questions for us? Sure. Well, as you know, during Trump's administration, he was negotiating with Canada for the North American Free Trade Agreement, right? So when he came up with a, he realized uh, and learned about the uh, second country treaty that the U.S. has. You can't come from uh, a third world country into the U.S. and then go to Canada. You can't, and you can't come into Canada to get to the United States. Under that treaty, they have to be expelled. So all those people uh, that have come from Canada un- under law in your country and the treaty with Canada should be expelled back to their country. So your, your president is breaking another law. Your attorney general is, the Department of Justice. They're all breaking the law. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's the simple answer to it. But sounds like Trudeau uh, is too. If he's uh, yeah, lying, well, he is. Yeah. 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 yeah now the, the interesting thing about it was part of the uh, you know the new NAFTA treaty that Trump was negotiating with uh, Trudeau. Uh, when Trump figured this out, and he he forced um, uh, all all these countries in Central America to sign the same treaty that we have with Canada on this basis, and uh, under the threat of getting no more money. And so the leaders signed them all. 
So they were all in place, and that's why uh, the border basically shut down. And it's a, I don't mean to lark on this, but that was one of the first things that Biden did when he came in was, uh, he, you know, did an executive order to cancel all those because the treaties weren't approved by the Senate. Uh, but, you know, Canada still has them. So, again, he's breaking the law. So there you go. It's all it, everybody's in the circle together. Yeah. So in other words, uh, he's giving them de facto amnesty is how I see this, too. And That's uh, right. mm-hmm. well, like I said, yeah. Kevin McCarthy is doing a great, great job. And I have faith in this man and he's going to really come down on him. And I just can't wait to see uh, impeachments and everything else happen and deportations uh, beginning because this cannot this just cannot continue. Yeah. Well, none of that will happen because uh, that's an executive uh, process, and the you know the Congress can't do that. They could even pass an or they could pass a law for him to do it, but if he doesn't want to enforce it, which he does. Well, yeah. We have There's laws, no... Shane. That's the whole problem. We have laws. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. but the, the, the executive branch doesn't enforce them. We're great at passing laws. We're not very good at enforcing them or paying for them. So that's our that's our problem. That's right. All right. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful weekend. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, Coming up at the nine o'clock hour, I'm going to give you 10 more of uh, Trump's actions while in office. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, we started doing this last week, 10 10 actions Trump takes every week uh, for the next few weeks uh, during his presidency, because a lot of people don't realize what he did and what he didn't do. So we're going to we're going to be talking about that. Uh, Thursday, Shane and I did a podcast on uh, inflation. We're going to talk about that in the 9 o'clock hour. In the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about why Biden caused worldwide inflation. And I'll make the case for that. So there we go. Jimmy Jimmy Carter again. <laughs> Jimmy Carter again. <laughs> well, no, Jimmy Carter 2.0. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> Well, the Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Reagan visited East Palestine, Ohio on Thursday, vowed to get to the bottom, Shane. I'm getting to the bottom of this train re- derailment, and uh, we're, boy, we're going to continually monitor everything. Uh, the EPA um, head went on to say that federal agencies' air monitoring evidence, of, evidence efforts rather have not detected anything to prompt to prompt health concerns in the area thus far. Of more than 480 voluntary home screenings, the EPA said uh, they had not detected uh, vinyl chloride or hydrogen chloride in any of the homes, Shane. So I guess those great people in uh, in uh, East Palestine, are um, they're just home free. Well, the remarkable thing about this is, is uh, the history of it because it was a Republican. Richard Nixon, he, Elliot Trudeau, mm-hmm. uh, Prime Minister of Canada, was complaining about acid rain. It was, it was a real problem. The, mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. you know, the, the 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 coal that was being burned in uh, north central the United States without any kind of filters uh, was cr- creating these huge flumes. Were going over Canada, mixing with obviously water in the air, rain, and and creating acid rain literally on the forests. So uh, Nixon's created the uh, EPA. Nixon, a, a, Dem, a Republican, 52 years ago, 1970. Uh, they now have a $9.5 billion budget. But before all that, they developed the technology to clean all the, uh, uh, you know, the coal-burning plants and, and filter it all out. 
They did it in less than two years, even before he resigned. And uh, the result was incredible technology, which America is great at doing. And, but no one in India, no one in, in China, nor Russia, want to utilize that technology. So they, they, they're burning, and guess what they're doing? Creating acid rain all over the part of that, all over the Northern Hemisphere. So it, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. And the EPA is responsible under guidelines and uh, uh, the administrator, this, uh, you know, oh, you're gonna love this. Their headquarters is the William Jefferson Clinton Building in Washington, D.C., that, that's fine. 14,500 employees, and it's their job to go out and test water, go out and test pipes, go out and mm -hmm. test buildings. You know, they're supposed to look for that yuckiness in old buildings. Um, if they're out there in hazmats, which they had pictures on TV of them, uh, in, you know, in uh, along this train track, then you know it's dangerous. I mean, that's, that's why they put them on. Yeah. FEMA never showed up, another agency mm -hmm. that should. So I, for disasters, because this is a multi mil I mean, this is, this is going to mm -hmm. be big, Thomas, because the, the, mm -hmm. regrettably, this stuff creates cancer, uh, but it takes five to 10 years for it to mm -hmm. show up. But they've started their loss. So by the time they get to the Supreme Court, they'll win. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah, Norfolk Southern, that's the uh, train, uh, uh, the company that uh, uh, does the trains. They're the largest yes. rail shipper of auto products and metals in North America. And uh, so far, uh, they've spent uh, $2.2 in direct financial assistance to more than 1,530 families and a number of businesses to uh, cover uh, the related costs of uh, uh, to the accident because these people had to uh, uh, go to motels and hotels or wherever uh, nearby. And uh, so they've got uh, they've done reimbursement, cash advances uh, for lodging, food, travel, food, clothes, and other related items uh, for residents who uh, whose lives were upended. Um, local uh, residents said the freight carrier is offering everyone, uh, anyone with the East Palestine zip code, a thousand dollar check, uh, referring to the payments as an inconvenience fee which will not bar residents from bringing suit against the, the federal government. So they're going to give them a $1,000 check if they agree not to sue. What do you think, Shane? Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, it, it's, a, it's a major walkthrough for their lawyers to try and get that because anybody, you, you, you know, if they're going to actually pay that kind of money now, mm -hmm. if, yeah, I mean, seriously, I would take it. That, that's what I would do because, uh, uh, you know, uh, you're looking at 10 to 20 years to get a payout of size for mm -hmm. a settlement um, for, you know, that kind of a case because that's how your legal system works. Well, that's what they tell me. <laughs> Let's yeah. see if we've got a caller on the air. 406-522-TALK is the number. 406-522-8255. Caller, you're on with Tom and Shane. What's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Jerry. Jerry, how you doing? Good I'm morning, fine, great sir. one. <laughs> Grateful to be alive, Shane. Grateful to be alive. Every uh, day, baby. Every day. Um, when you uh, touch on the inflation topic, uh, yeah. just remind everybody out there: it was it came in more than expected. More than what? It came in. You know, inflation was higher than expected. Oh yeah, I know. It's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it wasn't uh, transitory so either. 
<laughs> yes, I, 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 I'm noticing that, Tom. Yeah. I'm with Thor's. Yeah, that, mean, that means it's going gonna, it's gonna to zip out of the U.S. and just migrate to Canada like the ducks do or whatever. Yep. <laughs> The, the only thing transitory, gentlemen, are balloons. That's yeah, that's it. it. Okay. There you are. Now you well, got not it. for long. I mean, you know, with your government now, they're going to track them down. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Oh yeah. Well, that mm. that makes yeah, that makes me feel down, but not illegal aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Not... Think about that, gentlemen. I have a mm-hmm. I have a bit of a concern. Um, it was reported that they're going to um, release these um, advanced weapons systems. A um, vis-a-vis the M1A1 Abrams tank, and they're training these guys, these Ukrainian soldiers, um, to use these things. My worry is that it is an advanced weapon system, and the Russians don't have anything like it, and neither do the Germans, who are supplying that Leopard uh, 2 uh, tank. Basically, the armament is is somewhat the same. It's a smoothbore 120-millimeter cannon. Yeah. Um, the round that we use, I think, is depleted uranium. I'm not really sure about that. Well, the yeah, power they have plant, several rounds, but one of them is, yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah, the power plant is a turbine. You know what I mean? It's a, it's mm-hmm. a basically a jet engine. And yeah, eventually one have, of these, eventually one of these, Jerry's going to fall into enemy hands, or Russian hands. I'm thinking that, Tom. Yeah. I'm really thinking that, and that worries me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't even think we should have given them M1A1 Abrams tanks. We have other vehicles in our... Uh, inventory that would suffice or let the germans get their assembly line going and produce more of these leopard twos i mean they're diesel powered they're just a a basic common um weapon system it's not as sophisticated as that abrams yeah but i'm 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 with you tom i'm worried about this yeah as you know uh, germany wasn't going to send anything till the u.s did because heaven forbid someone might be upset with germany the russians might be upset oh my god they might stop oil from them or something Oh my well, goodness. Well, yeah, I know it sucks. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a it's a, a a European political type of uh, um, chess match going on, mm-hmm. and I understand that you know Germany is, is somewhat at risk, but that's their own fault because they bought their energy source from Russia, and Trump mm-hmm. warned them not to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, played, Jerry, doesn't that, so doesn't that bother you all this warmongering by all these people? I mean, you. Even on Fox, I mean, all the networks, it's yes. all war. Russia's our enemy, China's our enemy. China's going to attack Taiwan. China's not going to attack Taiwan. I mean, you know, well, they, they, they've got thimbles for boats to, to try and go after well, Taiwan. I mean, the, the, only, it, the, only thing holding, the only thing that's holding China up, Shane, and you mentioned the fact that their economy is in, you know, in, in a bit of a dire straits. The only thing that's holding them up is BlackRock. If it wasn't for BlackRock, mm-hmm. they'd be nowhere right now. That's right. That's right. And and they don't have the, the, the military. I mean, th- th- these warmongers keep, you know, suggesting, they, oh, they've got a bigger military and a bigger Navy. Their Navy consists of a bunch of shore boats, you know, along the shoreline because they have, you know, a very long coastline. And they, you know, have boats going up and down it to protect them from people trying to, you know, steal their way to China. I don't know who would want to sneak in the, into China through, you know, by ocean, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I I hear you, and, and we have we have a um, a submarine fleet that they don't have. That's right. Yeah, you know, and and everyone's and saying, oh, they're spending this money, they're going around the world, and I, like my position is, do it, 
You know, that's what the Japanese did. I, again, I'm repeating myself because I've said this before. But remember back in the 80s when, when the Japanese yep. were buying up, you know, Pebble Beach in Florida and all of Hawaii. And then they bought the, right. uh, the uh, what was the, uh, Rockefeller Center. About the Empire City. State Building. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and then their economy collapsed in 87, 88. And they, they were done, and they have been since. I mean, they are the fourth largest economy in the world, yes, but they've never recovered from it. So there you go. Yeah, well, we, we got the China, uh, we got let China spend money. We got the Empire State Building back for twenty four dollars and some beads. Yeah, that's right. We, we, <laughs> we, we, the only thing we should be concerned about is China and or anybody buying property land next to some um, sensitive areas in this country yeah. you know military installations that's no, no, I, think, I know i think no i think you let them buy all that they want and then really? your government your government seizes it right you know eminent domain they, they want well, to expand yeah. the base so under eminent oh. domain they seize the property that's it. Yeah. it it'll work every time jerry well, this this, this administration won't do it. We'd have to wait for you know uh, well, a, yeah. a, a righteous. No, American, but I'm, I'm uh, giving you the solution to it. Yeah. Let them spend okay. their money. Let them because right. they're they're they're, okay. they're bankrupt, baby. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Any predictions on next year's Super Bowl? <laughs> I know the I know the Eagles. Kansas City Eagles won't be there. Huh? All right. No, well, but, but, guys, it, it's very difficult to go back to that game two years in a row. It is. It's yeah. extremely hard to do. It is. Hard. So I don't even think can't. Uh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They haven't been back to back. No, yet. I was kidding. They lost last year to Cincinnati. Yeah. So there we are. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. All right, okay. we got to go, Jerry. It, it Thanks could, for the it, call, man. It could be Buffalo. It could be Buffalo and Dallas. Yeah. See you later, I'm, guys. Okay. All okay. right. All right. All right. Just gonna wrap it up for this segment. Uh, here's a really. Yeah, we're wow, wow fast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you talk too much. I do talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna talk more coming up at nine o'clock. I'll give you uh, some more of Trump's actions. Ten more actions Trump took while as president, so you can judge for yourself if it's good or bad or whatever. Uh, also, the 9 o'clock hour, Shane and I are going to talk about inflation and uh, how that happened. And then in the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to debunk this oil uh, crap uh, about record profits for uh, refineries and or oil companies or whatever. So anyway, that's going to take us through the morning. We'll be back right after this. 27 minutes for the top of the hour. It's 25 and cloudy outside. we got snow coming uh, tonight at... Uh, Four o'clock uh, into uh, Sunday morning, uh, one to three inches. So you may want to may want to add a little extra time to your, pl- uh, your trip for your trip to church uh, on uh, Sunday, and then uh, beginning Sunday at nine p.m., uh, we're going to get eight to twelve inches through Thursday, according to the weather service. So we're going to get some snow, Shane. So wow, beautiful. It's uh, well, it's Montana. What can I tell you? <laughs> Well, Ohio Governor Mike DeWin says um, he won't de- uh, he won't be declaring East Palestine a, a disaster area unless such a declaration can bring federal assistance to the village as it recovers from the Norfolk Southern derailment. Um, the governor's office announced on Thursday that the age of the state is not currently eligible for assistance from uh, the emergent uh, federal FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. I can't talk this morning, Shane. 
I don't know. So anyway, uh, I guess uh, the folks are going to have to rely on those $1,000 checks not to sue. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out. So That's right. Uh, you know, Shane, when things like this happen, um, you know, we've seen it all over the country. Aaron Brockovich, for example, where, where things, uh, you pollute something and it takes years for it to turn into cancers or, you know, various diseases and things. And I'm, I'm wondering uh, if people are going to uh, keep an eye on East Palestine um, to see in 10 or 15 years what, if there's a cluster of uh, cancers there or, you know, other maladies that uh, might show up. It's true. It's truly remarkable. I mean, we're a smaller country, but our, our whole delivery system is uh, one highway across the country and the train train lines. Uh, 2017, 1,091 derailments, 18, 11, 1,169, 2019, 1,246, over a 1, thousand a year in your country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when you, and the amazing thing is 47% of those of our derailments are passenger trains you know and the rest 64 percent is basically you know our commerce mm -hmm. but you know thousand and that's over a thousand to a thousand fifty uh in, in 2022 um out of 535 million miles traveled so get it the, the number of miles gives you an idea of how much is moved on rails number one yeah so, you know, it's like, is it safer to fly in a plane than a car? Yeah, you know. But it's mm -hmm. it's incredible because um, th there was a, a terrible case of this in, in Quebec. A train uh, was laying at the side rail. Uh, the, the brake went off, and it just started coasting down the hill and went into the city with similar chemicals. Uh, cr crashed, derailed, because it was just, there was no one running it and burnt the city down. It was terrible. Anyway, the result of that was um, that the U.S. Department of Transportation, um, under the auspices of the laws passed by your your, your Congress, uh, required what was called enhanced uh, braking and enhanced car standards. So the car standards were to double, um, you know, double layer any, any um, you know, uh, train cars that carried uh, hazardous material. Well, you know, you have, there's 28,000 locomotives on your, your rail system, 1.6 million rail cars, uh, you know, in, in, in your country. And uh, it's, you know, that's 140,000 miles of, of locomotives of train cars. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, the numbers are so staggering. So the industry, in particularly, you know, uh, our, our our favorite uh, you know lunch buffetist you know Mr. Buffett Warren Buffett because he owns mm -hmm. a you know he owns a railroad and so uh, you know he, he he's uh, one of the biggest guys to get these rules changed and everything in Washington yep. Burlington Northern but the, the the point I'm trying to make here is that the cost to replace them yeah you know it is just staggering when you look at you know uh, you know how many tank cars. Um, of of the uh, uh, you know 1.6 million car train cars in your country, um, 432,000 are you know tanker cars, yeah. and the rest mm -hmm. are basically to carry containers, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or cattle or cattle or animals mm -hmm. or cars, right? Yeah. Okay, that, so mm -hmm. There you go. From our text line, 
478-8298. We send hundreds of trains full of coal every week through Montana to the West Coast to be shipped to China so they can burn it into the atmosphere. If we cared about the climate or the environment or anything besides money, we we wouldn't be doing that. Well, unfortunately, uh, coal is a is a money maker uh, for uh, Montana. So I don't think they're going to stop shipping coal anytime soon. Uh, so. No, of course mm-hmm. not. And and mm-hmm. remember, there's a, a large variation to the type of coal you're talking about too. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you use different type of coal to create the mm-hmm. heat necessary in furnaces to make steel, as opposed to burn to boil water to, mm-hmm. you know, to make electricity. Yeah. Uh, why do Republicans not look at employers and landlords who draw illegals here, remove the illegal job magnet, and the problem fixes itself? Well, since when is this a Republican deal? <laughs> the yeah, Demo- right. How come the Democrats didn't do it all the way through Obama or, well, or Trump or, been, or Bush? You're, you're heading to 200 years of uh, turbines <laughs> producing the electricity. The only thing really to replace that in any comparison are windmills and solar mm-hmm. panels but you know it's it's uh people need to be reminded that it's water or steam that generates electricity okay mm-hmm. it's a, you know so it's not coal you know it, it's it's creating steam in some capacity under pressure to uh, run uh, mm-hmm. you know the great ones yeah. uh you know machine that produces electricity yeah yep that's that's uh that's for sure yeah. All right. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, I think we're having issues with the balloons because we have some of our own out there somewhere. Well, we do. We do have our own out there, but uh, maybe they uh, let the Air Force know. Uh, they. Well, got, yeah, but again, warmongering. You know, like the suggestions yeah. made this week by media, your military, mm-hmm. and even your president, mm-hmm. were suggesting that the balloons may have come uh, across, you know, the North Pole from from Russia. You know. This has got to stop. I mean, they have made fools of themselves and continue to do so. And I'm just glad that meet the media. I mean, they they learned about that balloon club in Michigan, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, twelve twelve to two hundred dollar balloons they buy to put up for fun because yeah. it's a hobby. <laughs> you know, and you know now we know for the last fifty years. The one thing the government wasn't lying to us about UFOs were all balloons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And clear, clearly they were. All right. Uh, from our text line, 478-8298. The folks in East Palestine are being taken care of by EPA, DOT, NTSB, HHS, CDC, no, and FEMA. Well, they are now, but they were not for several weeks. No, FEMA, FEMA is not there in any large side or capacity. Yeah, well, the director's and, there. You know, I mean, the director's there. Oh, well, that's that's going to help. I know. mean, come on, they did 480, they tested 480 homes. Come on. Yeah, yeah. We come just on. mentioned that. FEMA's sitting, FEMA's sitting on 800,000 mobile homes or mobile units that could be moved there, like they do to... <laughs> they're not going to they're they're all... move mobile homes to East Palestine. No, no, I, I, but... <laughs> All of, a lot of the of uh, FEMA's equipment mm-hmm. is between Oklahoma and and Florida yeah. because of tornadoes and hurricanes. Okay, so. it took FEMA five days to get water to the Superdome. 
That's right. The biggest problem exactly. with these balloon flyers is that it all seems that we have lost control over our sovereign airspace. Uh, could be some truth in that, baby. <laughs> sure that. Uh, do you know anyone in Montana who makes money from coal? Yes, the coal mines. I would. I, I don't think they give it away. <laughs> and all the people that work there, I think. <laughs> oh, here's a good one, Shane. Off topic and maybe a racist comment. That that's good radio. <laughs> I like that stuff. That's this is a woke moment. Here we go. Here we go. But I deliver a product to local businesses, and I can tell you that Bozeman is turning brown from people from southern countries that don't speak English. Local motels have uh, used to have American workers are now full of Hispanics, as well as fast food restaurants. Open your eyes, folks. This will be the end of the high-dollar wage. All right. A, so, race, a racist would say. Amen. So there we go. So, hey, all views are welcome here, except the, unless they're dumb. <laughs> And I've already I've already deleted a few of them. <laughs> um, maybe you could have a discussion about all uh, all of you who were lied to uh, every day for two months after the last presidential election by Fox News, who in all their uh, private text talked openly that there were lies and how all their guests were uh, whatever crazy. Uh, this was all released to witnesses under oath in the Dominion case. Um, we're going to talk about that coming up. We are going to talk about that case, so we're not ignoring it. Uh, Shane will be out uh, out on that, I'm sure. He spent a lot of time uh, peddling that crap. <laughs> there you are. All right. Amazing. Yeah, I know. They're lying eyes. Oh, no, in this case, they're lying fingers. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, pandemic uh, has no influence on our economy. Um, uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the factors that influence inflation are not immediate. They take time printing $6 trillion. It doesn't uh, hit immediately. Go ahead. I am for uh, Joe Biden uh, and the Green Deal or whatever. So, well, we're going to talk about that coming up. So uh, you'll want to stay tuned for that. So, um. After uh, what uh, Shane said about uh, train derailments, how are trains safer than pipelines? Well, they, they aren't. They aren't. <laughs> That's the whole point. Well, there's two things on this East Palestine that they're looking at. One is the speed of the train. Was it going too fast uh, is one thing. And well, obviously the brakes are the other thing. Yeah, yeah under that rule, uh, the, one of the gu uh, guidelines that were set up is uh, they have to have cameras now because... Um, Historically, yeah. what follows or is near or by trains or telephone lines or yeah. telephone poles. Yeah. So or electric or electrical poles. So mm -hmm. uh, they they have the means to hold the cameras and and they have cameras all the way along the line. We do too. Yeah. Um, they're even embedded in the side of mountains, you know, just to hold them. But the point is, is that they looked at the film and they saw like a ten miles out of town. Uh, was having a braking problem, mm -hmm. and it should have been stopped. That yeah. train should have been stopped immediately. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, but they didn't stop it. Well, that's what we say. You know, we these things uh, happen. So uh, from our app chat line, AM fourteen fifty KMMS on your smartphone, it's all blackmail for Burisma. <laughs> there you go. Well, the one thing, see, I, this is what I brought this up because I want to say this real quick. What I don't understand is that before they lit what they decided to light, mm -hmm. I don't understand if these were double-hulled 
tankers, okay, they could have gone in and immediately started moving the ones that hadn't ruptured out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when, when they decided to light it, because that would dispose of it, the ones that hadn't ruptured exploded because they hadn't ruptured. That's why you had that huge mushroom. It was the it was the uh, containers, double hole containers, and and they even said when they when they reported it, it was so dangerous, all the you know metal shrapnel. Well, of course not. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. if you put a firecracker in your hand and hold it, light it, and it goes off. It'll hurt. You'll burn yourself. That's true. You put a firecracker in your hand and, and hold a fist in light, it'll blow your hand off. I mean, seriously. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, be, it's, be it's, smart. Yeah. This is basic physics, folks. Yeah. Coming up, more lies about Trump. Goody, I hope you aren't cre uh, crediting presidents with the economy again, else we have to credit them all. Well, I'm not going to do that because I don't credit uh, presidents with the economy. Oh, let's see. Well, they, don't create, they don't create the economy other than the money the government wastes because they yeah, don't spend that, it properly. I can say, if anything, they got their they got their uh, boot on the neck <coughs> of uh, business. <coughs> None of the homes were destroyed in East Palestine. Who said they were? Um, FEMA has no jurisdiction in the matter. FEMA is coordinating other agencies. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Let me tell you about government agencies. They're falling all over yeah. themselves. Yeah. That's right. I mean, uh, the waste in government is beyond belief. It's beyond belief, Shane. Over a billion dollars a day at least. A billion mm -hmm. a day. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um. I hope one of your uh, Trump accomplishments is deregulating brakes on chemical rail cars. Well, I don't think that's Trump's. Uh, uh, he's got better things to do than that. Why didn't Biden do it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been there for two years. Why didn't he do it? There's been train derailments, haven't there? So that's right. Yeah, uh, I can't get people to work even for twenty dollars an hour. Uh, you're going to blame the mythical Green Deal and XL for inflation. Uh, Tom, you are a marketing genius, not an economist. And now Shane is an expert on chemical car, uh, rail cars. Is there no end to what he knows? No, there isn't. He is half man, half amazing, and that's why he's <laughs> here, you, because Tom. he knows this stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Eagle Man. There you go. <laughs> you're too kind. I do spend hours and hours of research, and uh, what I've learned is more than... I did in the previous 40 years of my life because I was yeah. busy working. Yeah. Well, what can I tell you? It's a, it's, it's a tough uh, world out there. Rachel from Miles City is listening to us. Send us a text. Well, thank you, All Rachel. right. Thanks for being there. Yeah, we appreciate that. Come, come and join us on our, our podcast, Rachel Hewlin. Yeah. yeah. And you can see us. You can see us. You can hear us. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah so. All right, uh, the time we have left here, we've got to uh, we got to talk about uh, Livingston Shane, uh, the setback from two uh, structure fires. Uh, Ry Timber over there uh, has about seventy employees, and uh, they uh, they're going to close their doors, and uh, that's going to be tough. On uh, they're one of the larger employers in uh, Livingston, and uh, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be tough over there. They've been over there for twenty five years, and another sawmill gone, you know. Uh, I forget how many we had when I moved here. I think there was at least four or five sawmills in the state, and I, I don't know that there's any any longer. 
So. Well, it's amazing because it wasn't for the oil rush in your mm -hmm. in your state in the 50s. You, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have all these nice little clean and efficient refineries that you have. You know, you've got two in, in uh, Laurel and, you know, you have two more in the state. So you you guys are sitting pretty clean. You, you got mm -hmm. lots of power, electrical power, and you got lots of oil and you got your own refineries. So, I mean, yeah. uh, my, if you look at Montana overall as a place to live, it's mm -hmm. safe, it's sound, long-term, mm -hmm. you know, the essentials that are required to, to live in the 21st century. You got it all, baby. That's we do. Why. Yeah, we're, we're pretty should, fortunate. They should change here. it to the big sky land, not the yeah. big sky yeah, if you, country. Yeah, if you don't think it's safe, read the police reports. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Jaywalking and somebody using a scooter uh, improperly or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, people, uh, people using Canadian money in a... You know, in a parking meter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, um, wouldn't the XL pipeline provide a venue for another refinery? Um, yeah. Yes, in indirectly. It, well, it, it, the, the, the yeah. whole concept mm -hmm. was Canadian uh, crude in, in northern Alberta, which mm -hmm. they now have the largest reserves, even bigger in, El in Venezuela, but not as accessible. Mm -hmm. But it's a very thick uh, sludge. So yeah. mm -hmm. move it down the, the XL, pick up the very light oil, you mm -hmm. know, in, in north Colorado and eastern Montana, mix them together, and mm -hmm. it, the sludge turns to a nice line of oil that'll run right down to the big um, mm -hmm. um petrochemical and refineries on the Caribbean coast who have been refining heavy oil from um, Saudi Arabia in the Middle East mm -hmm. for 50 years. Yeah. Now, you know, now, now they get a blend, which mm -hmm. makes uh, actually the fuel they produce less, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 to crack it and clean it and, and mm -hmm. turn it into all the products they do, which we'll talk about later. It, it, yeah. It's just, so wonderful and they were all excited about it yeah well the xl pipeline's been in place for a number of years it goes uh, to illinois um and also to uh port arthur texas and, that's right uh, yeah and that's all ohio oil it's all light oil in there yeah in, in michigan ohio yeah yeah it goes to uh, well it's got a direct spur into illinois it's got a direct spur into port arthur yeah, right. and people uh, don't realize that you know that you know, the first big run on oil was in the east, you know, from Pennsylvania to Ohio. Mm -hmm. And and it was very shallow. You know, it was less than 1,500 feet. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and 70 to 80% of it's still in the ground. Wow. If someone mm -hmm. could come up with technology to get that out, I mean, literally 90% of all the oil ever discovered mm -hmm. is still in the ground because we haven't developed technology <laughs> you know, to be able to use secondary and tertiary ways of getting oil out of the ground. Yeah. Okay. Um, over 30 mills and 30 years gone. Yeah, 30, 30 mills and 30 years. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I'm talking about sawmills. Don't worry, yeah. we'll ship the lumber with with magical fairies polluting in from Asia to, to build the second and third homes for the uh, shareholders moving here. <laughs> Uh, there are about five left. Kalispell, Columbia Falls, Deer Lodge, Thompson Falls, Sealy Lake. Uh, I miss Montana, yet I'm right here. Yeah, I miss it too. I'll tell you. 
<laughs> well, I, 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 listen, I'm telling you, we, we've talked about this over the years, the changes in building. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, those machines that, uh, you know, what do you call them, that can produce something, you know, from plastic, uh, you know, like re replace it. Like they have them up on the space station with heavy plastic, you know, instead of trying to take up metal you know, pieces for, uh, for uh, you know, screwdrivers and stuff, they make them. What's it called? Help me out here. I'm trying. Can't think of it. Anyway, the machine that makes things, you know, out of plastic by computer. A mold, molder, or a mold. No, not a molder. It's mm -hmm. it's a computerized, you know, and it. No three three D printing. Thank you. <laughs> so now that they have a three D printer, yeah, that takes a mixture of cement and uh, plastic, mm -hmm. and creates this these uh, round frames it's like it's like. A nice little tile of yeah. poop, and, <laughs> oh. and but they're using mm -hmm. it to build now homes, mm -hmm. and and it's like twenty percent, or, or like like twenty or like seventy percent cheaper, and you won't be using uh, uh, cement or which you know creates a lot. You need a lot of manufacturing for that crushing and everything. But mm -hmm. I, it's incredible. I mean, I. I've been reading about it and uh, thinking we'd do a podcast on it because it's 3D printing, man. They, they're coming up with some wild stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was given to understand that our oil is so light that it needs to be blended with heavy oils in order for existing refineries to be able to refine it. Uh, depends on uh, what it is. There you go. Depends on the type of oil. Not... not uh, certain types of oil go to certain types of refineries refineries correct. just can't refine anything that shows up correct yeah so and they've modified them as i said uh like we we, we talked about it <clears throat> no major refineries been built in your country in over 30 years but under the guidelines that have been established or regulations uh you know by the epa and so forth um mm -hmm. they rebuilt or redone or modernized or done maintenance on the refineries they have. So that so every year they sort of try to increase the output, you know, over the last 30 years to keep up with the demand. So otherwise we'd all be in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. <laughs> well, we're out of here for this uh, first hour, Shane. So coming up, nice. yeah. So coming up uh, at nine o'clock, I'm going to give you ten more uh, actions of Donald Trump during his presidency, and Shane and I are going to talk, uh, take on inflation. Who caused it, and why, and how, and whatever. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll be back. Stay tuned. A lot more to come. Seven minutes after the hour of 9 a.m., it's Mountain Time. It's Saturday. It's February 18th, 2023. Tommy Galoff, your Bozeman morning mayor in the house. Shaman Tobin, half man, half amazing in Kamloops, Canada. Currently 28 degrees and cloudy. We've got snow coming in. 4 p.m. today uh, through uh, 7 a.m. on Sunday. We're going to get one to three inches overnight. So uh, you might want to plan your church uh ride a little uh, give yourself a little extra time tomorrow and then starting sunday at 9 p.m uh until thursday uh 8 to 12 inches predicted over those uh, five, four days or so so uh, 
it's going to be uh, it's going to be a snowy uh, winter here in uh, Bozeman. Well, yeah, it's still February. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the middle of winter. You've got another month to go, buddy. I know that that stupid groundhog. Uh, Six more weeks. Yeah, of, right. Six more weeks of winter. It's just the middle of March from Groundhog Day. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> well, uh, we started a new segment last week. Uh, each week, I'm on a, a review ten actions Donald Trump took as president that you may not be aware of, and we're going to do those every week uh, for a while. And um, when we finish that, uh, Shane and I are going to tackle inflation and who caused it and why. So stay tuned for that. All right, here we go. Trump actions. Uh, this is in, uh, we're still in January of his first term. So um, manufacturing regulation. Trump signed an executive order in January reducing regulations on manufacturers. Uh, government reform. Trump signed an executive order in January to expedite environmental reviews of infrastructure projects to jumpstart industry spending and environment. Uh, there were too many uh, environmental impact studies that took too long to get a, a project going and people hired and uh, money into the system. Immigration. That's right. I mean, I, I, like, you know, it may cost you 5 to $10 million to, to come up with a new medical anything, you know, mm. whether it's a drug or a, a, a new medical technology. But you could spend anywhere from 7 to 10 years and $20 million getting it approved. So, well, I'm talking, we're talking about buildings and stuff like that. And I, I know, and, I, yeah. but it's like everywhere, yeah. Well, yeah, the ph pharmaceuticals are a whole other deal. All right, moving on. Immigration. The DOJ resumed the criminal prosecution of first-time illegal border crossers after it had been stopped by the Obama administration. Homeland Security, Trump signed an executive order in January banning people from seven countries regarded by the Obama administration as havens for terrorism from entering the U.S. for 90 days and blocked all refugees for 120 days while the administration assessed its security process. After legal challenges, the administration issued a revised order in March, and in June, the U.S. Supreme Court decided a version of the ban could go into effect until the court addressed its constitutionality in October. Persecuted Christians. Uh, reversing Obama administration policy, Trump pledged in January that Christian refugees suffering persecutions in Muslim countries would be given priority over other refugees seeking to enter the United States. Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, Trump signed an executive order in January removing the U.S. from the uh, International Pact, which critics charged was a monumental compromise to American sovereignty and would take millions of jobs away from American workers. Moving into February of 2017, Second Amendment, Trump signed a bill into law in February repealing an Obama-era Social, um, Social Security Administration rule adding mental disability determinations to the background check registry. The Obama regulation potentially allowed the denial of Second Amendment rights to many competent, mentally healthy citizens. School bathrooms. Trump in February reversed Obama's executive order requiring public schools to allow students to use the bathroom and locker rooms according to their preferred gender identity. 
Law enforcement. In February, President Trump signed three executive orders to strengthen law enforcement. The first strengthens the law against international crime organizations. The second combats anti-law enforcement crimes. And the third seeks a strategy for reducing crime in general, including in particular illegal immigration, drug trafficking, and violent crime. And the last one of this segment, government reform. In February, the president announced he did not plan on filing uh, he did not plan on filling numerous government positions he considered unnecessary. So there we are, Shane. Today's Trump actions (laughs) during his (laughs) during his thing there. Well, one of the most important things I think he did is he, you know, utilized the. RICO Act, the Racketeering Influenced and Corruption Organization mm-hmm. Act, again, acts against mm-hmm. uh, um, organized crime in your country with regarding drugs. And uh, that was created, you know, back in, in 1970 to go after the mob. But, I mean, it, it, it's a great piece of, of uh, law. It's pretty imp- impressive. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, obviously. <laughs> What we got here? Um, regarding inflation that we're going to talk to in just a minute. Tom, you need a disclaimer like Mike McCormick that says Tom is, Tom is an expert on small-town marketing. He's not holding himself out to be an expert on economics. <laughs> I'm not. Jeez. I'm not an expert on anything. Uh, obvious, yes, you are. All, all, I'm, you all I'm going to do is lay out a case using facts that anyone can find. That's, That's right. all I'm going to do. You can either like it or not like it. It's opinion. It's not. Uh, uh, it's opinion based on facts. Correct. And obvious, a lot of research. <laughs> obvious change in your program this week: censoring texts, uh, spewing conspiracy theories about inflation, and uh, promoting Donald Trump. I I guess it's good for ratings. Uh, well, we hope so. That's that's, uh-huh. that's what we're trying to do. You know. The, uh, the uh, day after his inauguration, Trump stood in front of the wall of heroes and uh, lied about the crowd size. Oh, that was debunked so many times. Oh, my God. Please. And he, so what? If nobody showed up, so what? Still president. Uh, let's see. Benny Johnson is rad. If you don't know who Benny Johnson is, he's a guy on, uh, he's a blogger and uh, quite an interesting guy. Uh, if you uh, have the chance to come across him, uh, check him out and look him up. So it's, uh, it's a fun deal. So, all right, let's talk about inflation. Shane, we talked about this on our podcast on Thursday. And if you want to go back and uh, listen to our podcast, actually, we've got a lot of graphs and, um, uh, and uh, slides in that uh, presentation. So uh, go to kmmsam.com, click on Tom and Shane's podcast, and um, you'll be taken over to uh, our podcast, and uh, you can uh, view the video uh, of it, which was on Thursday, and uh, just click on the video, or click on, uh, you know, videos. video link is here, and nothing will happen to you. Trust me on this. You won't get emails. You don't have to join anything. There's no fee. Uh, it's absolutely free. Uh, no one will know you're there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, Unless uh, you comment. Right. Okay. 
All right. Uh, one of the things that uh, people are always claiming uh, started inflation was Obama or um, Trump, rather, uh, putting out uh, six trillion dollars or six billion dollars. I'm sorry, in stimulus packages. And uh, the first one, um, the first one was twelve hundred dollars. That went out in April of 2020. And then an additional 600 went out in December of 2020 and another 600 in January of 2021. So what, um, what, did, that, uh, what did that do <laughs> when, when uh, Trump put those, uh, put those checks out? Well, when we look at the, uh, when I look at the, uh, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, so these checks went out in April of 2020. So the inflation rate at that time was 1.4%. In May, checks are still out, 1.2. June, checks are still out, 1.2. July, checks are still out, 1.6. August, checks are still out, 1.7. September, checks are still out, 1.7. October, 1.6. November, 1.6. December, 1.6. Now, in December, another $600 went out, and in January, another $600 went out. So the um, inflation rate in January of 2021, uh, 1.4, February 1.3, and March 1.6. So it's pretty obvious that the checks that the president set out had no bearing whatsoever on inflation at all. If anything, actually, in 2020, um, the first half of the year, inflation was 1.8. It was 1.6 in the second half. He actually brought inflation down. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying presidents control inflation, but this action, a lot of people say, well, the reason that we went into inflation is because Trump put all his money in there. And I'm going to say no. When did inflation start? It started in April of of uh, 2021, uh, President Biden sent out $1,400 checks. But what did he do before that? He killed the XL pipeline, which caused the oil companies um, to really uh, think about this. As to what are we going to do here? Because they just went through 2020 of losing money. And we'll get to that when we go to uh, in the 10 o'clock hour when we talk about the oil companies. He also, uh, the American Rescue Act took effect, Shane. <laughs> so we had that going for us. So in April of, uh, of uh, 2021, the, re the, re the inflation rate went from 1.6 to 3.0. Next month, 3.8. Month after that, 4.5. 4.3, 4.0, 4.0, 4.6, 4.9, 5.0. The president inherited um, between a 1.4 and a 1.6 inflation rate and ended the year with a second half average of 4.5%. And then moving into 2022, it, uh, it went uh, up to 6%, 6.5, and so on. Uh, got all the way up to 6.6 .6 in December. And as we know, Shane, um, the... Um, a lot of things aren't in here. Gasoline and food and all that is not figured in inflation because they're world commodities. Correct. So 
these numbers uh, actually are double uh, in many cases when you want to take uh, all those things into effect. Well, that's right. And, and anybody living in reality, meaning having a family living at home mm-hmm. and going out uh, to buy food, they, they know that these numbers aren't real. I mean, the government's saying the inflation rate mm-hmm. is 6.1 is, is a joke. Yeah. Um, you, you include oil and uh, or the cost of gasoline, just gasoline mm-hmm. yeah. and food, mm-hmm. and you're at 18 percent. So that, that's where you're at. I mean, yeah. that's just you know, you have to look at. Any, anything that anyone buys in the grocery stores are. I see it, you see it, we all see it, but yeah. they don't see it. Well, uh, if, you know, inflation is too much money chasing too few products. You know, mm-hmm. we, we live in a capitalist society yeah. based on consumption, so where people are going to go out and buy products, uh, and th- those products, you know, aren't replaced, then mm-hmm. they're going to go up in price. And deflation is too little money or people not having money uh, chasing. Uh, too many products, and so because they're not buying anything, those products drop in prices. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the simplicity of it. But how did this start? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it started with COVID. I mean, yeah, you, when you shut mm-hmm. down global economy, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. you got to say globally and look at this globally because it's a global problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's incredible, as I said on Thursday, um, the 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 power and and size of your economy that uh, Trump had, had worked so hard to create. And the positive attitude, even with the shutdowns, and your economy was still growing and expanding. Um, but of course, when they started shutting it down, and people were shut in, then they panic. And what happened? People, mm-hmm. you know, they hoard. Like we all know the stories from four, four mm-hmm. years ago about toilet paper. We laughed about it on yeah, Thursday. Right? Yeah. I mean, pe- people went out and bought ten years worth of toilet paper. Well, <laughs> of course, the price of it went up. You know, like. <laughs> So, so once you start this reach, um, you know, you, you make a determination of, uh, well, well how, what do we do about this inflation? And, you know, the Federal Reserve says, well, we want inflation around 2%. Why? Because a 30-year bond over 30 years at 2% is reasonable to be able to pay the interest and pay it off. Mm-hmm. Um, we start raising the Fed rate to fight inflation or unemployment or too much employment. It's all a backward process. Mm -hmm. Um, This was all worsened, though, last May or April when the Federal Reserve Chairman Powell got up and told the world, uh, you know, we're done with uh, uh, buying any U.S. debt and we've got to lighten it up. We've got to sell four trillion, four trillion from the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. It's like everybody's ignored it, right? Well, folks, the result of the fact that no one's buying U.S. debt has caused him to start raising interest on mm-hmm. the Fed, the Fed rate. Yeah, you so, got to raise uh, the rate so people will buy it. Uh, it's gotta yeah, be a, so they got to make it attractive. Thirty-year, yeah, that's right. So to invest, so the thirty-year bond is inverted, which means that now the price today is ninety-five dollars and seventy-eight cents at three point eight percent. So it's it's selling at less than hundred dollars, which is what it was issued at, mm-hmm. with a higher interest rate because the interest rate it was issued with was point ready. Point zero zero one. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there you go. So the twenty year yeah. is you know at four point four percent, and and it's it's inverted now. It's trading at ninety eight dollars. And mm-hmm. um, he this is he will continue raising the Fed rate until mm-hmm. the, the U.S. debt value or prices of these will drop. 
where will people will buy significant amounts. That's because yeah. you're only selling about 30% of your debt that you offer every week. So mm -hmm. you, got, you, got, you got bigger problems that no one wants to talk about, but we do. Now, yeah. the other final thing I want to say about inflation is, is that um, when the general price level rises, um, each, un each unit of currency people use um, determines how much inflation you're going to have. So if you have a strong currency in your country, it, inflation will not be as bad. We saw, like in Venezuela, right? We saw it at mm -hmm. 150%, right? A yeah. day. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's more than that. It was thousands of percent. Yeah. Or a thousand percent. Yeah. So, yeah, it was right up there. So the, so the value mm -hmm. of your currency is important. And, of course, in uh, on a global scale, you know, aside from oil, you know, sovereign debt is the second largest trading equity besides mm -hmm. oil. And then, of course, uh, currency. So, you know, the U.S. Uh, has a strong currency. Of course, everything that's involved in world trade in the 21st century and first world is Americana. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's all Americana. So uh, everyone's tied into the U.S. dollar. But so inflation is not a good thing on the side of the currency. Uh, but hopefully it will help you get through your debt issue. Which is why you're in a recession. Yeah. You know, and you have been since last February. No one wants to All right. talk about it, you know. So. The largest uh the largest inflation rate in twenty twenty was in uh, August and September at one point seven percent inflation. Uh let's review twenty twenty a little deeper. Uh, the lockdown started on March uh fifteenth, twenty twenty, and um it uh, with the final lockdown ending on the 21st of June 2021. Now this wasn't everywhere, but it was it was across the country. Yeah. Many, uh, it varied from into uh, you know from place to place depending on the local health whatever. So now uh, the other thing we've got to remember is the America Rescue Plan, the coronavirus uh, relief package that Biden, uh, with only Democrat support, uh, passed in Congress, signed into law shortly after taking office. Uh, that contributed to the rise in prices. And then we had the uh, in invasion of Ukraine uh, by Russia, uh, both of which uh, disrupted the flows of energy, uh, food, and other goods. And also, don't forget, during this inflationary period, uh, when, we, when we're talking about 2022, we got this high inflation. Don't forget, at that same time, George Floyd, uh, May of 2022. And then on to to couple that, uh, we had the shutdown. We had all the riots across the country, and the Inflation Reduction Act, which uh, ex, uh, includes expanded or extended tax credits and additional funding for the IRS, that was signed into law August sixteenth of twenty twenty two. So that contributed uh, also to the rise in inflation. So all of these things coupled together is why we find ourselves going from going from a high uh, under Trump of 1.7 um, inflation rate up to 6.6 uh, .6 and more. Uh, as I said, that these figures don't include uh, gas and uh, food uh, because they're world commodities. They're not just U.S. commodities. So, so and I just want to mm -hmm. say one thing mm -hmm. and make yeah. one observation. Sure. Uh, even the demolition party, the Democrats said, uh, we're suffering a civil war. Yeah, well, you are. And mm -hmm. guess who created it? They did. So for 180 years, uh, you know, the Democratic Party has done everything they can when they wanted to be in power, even to take 
out or take down your country. And, and it almost happened again. You saw, you survived a second civil war. What, what am I talking about? All the information that Tom just went over with you, mm -hmm. with the culmination of the Floyd issue, led the Democrats to believe the only way they could beat Trump in 20 <clears throat> was to have the economy collapse. And, and, mm -hmm. and it wasn't. It was so strong that, it, that they, they're, they're the ones that created this whole shutdown. We mm -hmm. find out it was all wrong. Thousands, tens of thousands of people lost their jobs. Companies went bankrupt or closed. And then they lit your country on fire to try and create a civil war between whites and black. You mm -hmm. know, with the Frank Lloyd situation, every major city in your country, everyone was burning mm -hmm. billions. And in, 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 in it's like the only thing that didn't happen, if you remember, and I, I'm, I'm adding this to the, today because I made this comment on Thursday, but I wasn't so grandiose, but I am now. If you remember back in 20 or 1920 and 21, there were several incidents where blacks in inner cities went into white neighborhoods. Now, if they had done that in any significant number, you, you really would have had a civil war. Um, we saw the result was in South Carolina of those blacks that went into that gated community and the husband and wife. St. Louis. Was St. Louis, Missouri. And, and they, you know, they came out with guns. And they didn't fire them or anything. They stood on their property and said, you know, this is a private community. You've broken the gate to get in here and leave us alone. And these people, they're all African-American. We know the story. You know, they threatened them, told them what they were going to do, and we got to go. So it's 830, and I'm, I'm tired of talking now. It's 930. <laughs> Mountain time. Well, so Yeah, yeah Shane's an hour earlier than we are. So, All right, we're going to continue this because we've got a couple more uh, points to make when we come back, and then we'll go back to uh, the other stuff. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. 27 minutes for the top of the hour from our text line, Shane. Uh, uh, you do realize that stimulus checks uh, go out, don't cause inflation immediately. It takes time uh, for inflation to build. But make no mistake, inflation was started well before Biden. Well, the Department of Labor Statistics disagrees with you uh, on that because uh, the stimulus checks that... Uh, that uh, President Trump sent out went out in April when the when the uh, uh, the rate was 1.4, the highest it ever got in that time over a year a year after Trump set the checks out was 1.7 percent. So don't so, even don't even go there. I mean, and and two points that are really important to be made. Number one, um, during this period of time, you saw the largest drop in household credit card debt by 700 billion mm. on top of that you saw the 40 percent increase in uh, households in the u.s savings go up by over 30 percent so americans took all that money or, or close to 70 percent of them and put it either toward debt or in their savings account so go look at the numbers go look at the banking numbers go look at the treasury department numbers go what why do we like numbers, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I say. I'm I'm not you making know, numbers I, don't lie, people do. So you know, look, mm -hmm. the, the the reality of this is is that you've had a a, a, a slowdown on a global basis mm -hmm. of uh, the global economy. Right. And you know, it's and that's because China, believe it or not, um, and the 
uh, lackluster performance of their infrastructure manufacturing uh, to deliver products is collapsing. Uh, they don't have people. They, they, you know, COVID's hurt China more than anyone. Uh, you know, they, they have had for the last five years, 400 million people locked down. Mm -hmm. I mean, they can't go to work. They can't leave home. They can't, you know, they can go out and buy groceries and that's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many global numbers here that you have to look at to mm -hmm. realize it's incredible mm -hmm. that up until two years ago when Biden took office that um, inflation um, has managed to stay moderately no reasonable in your country, even with increasing the salaries during the, the, the mm -hmm. Trump years. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of these situations. Mm -hmm. Policy matters. Numbers don't lie, folks. People do. Roma checks the line, 406-478-8298. Tom, you may be an expert on marketing in small towns, but economics is not your strong suit. Give it up. I, I get I get your job on talk radio uh, is to uh, I get your job on talk radio is to blame Biden for every bad thing that came up. Uh, I don't remember. Did we ever uh, post any texts that were negative about Trump during Trump's administration? Shane, I, I can't remember. Um, we, you read a lot of them. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say not even around <laughs> every president gets gets criticized. All right. Of course. All right. So. It's the job of a free media and a free society, yeah. you know, to uh, to to make fun of what the leaders of your country are doing. You know, it's called comedy, and and uh, there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's part of our freedom and and mm -hmm. you know, right to the First Amendment and, and free speech. Well, that's what they tell me. <laughs> That's, let's you know. let's take a phone call. 406-522-TALK is the number. Call your own with Tom and Shane. What's going on? Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, I like listening to your numbers and stuff, too. Well, thanks. The last comment that that uh, uh, person is evidently half ignorant mm -hmm. is these uh, Biden lovers. They call it the people that voted for Trump. And I did vote for him, but I didn't agree with everything he did either. But mm -hmm. Biden is a total fake and a liar and he it's just constantly being br uh, brought out on all these points but these people that are so in love with him uh, that they just cannot see the truth and they're going to do everything they can to uh try to make him still look good but i sure feel sorry for all those folks right there they don't really have any uh real world uh thinking out there so anyway that's my rant for today all right thanks for the call yeah, yeah. well that's what i that's what i uh, you know, it's really easy to say, well, Trump said, spent uh, $6 billion. It had to cause inflation. It had to. But when you look at the other what? side of the coin, you know, when you look at all the information, not just that one, that one point, then it, it falls into place. It should have caused inflation, Shane, but it didn't. It should have. You know, there's two real important aspects of talk radio. One is sarcasm, and the other is comedy. Mm -hmm. So we try to make uh, this entertaining, and and we we are sarcastic, and we we try to be funny, you know, com you know, comical. But the, the reality is, there's so many problems that the, all you and I try to do, Eagle Man, mm -hmm. is look at them from a common sense mm -hmm. point of view. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can get no one there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that. So have to wait for him to flip back around. That's right. Got to flip back around. To your smartphone. Yeah, to where I can answer it. All right. Keep trying. Uh, we'll, we'll get you. There we go. Maybe we can get you over here. So we'll try this out. Okay. 406-522-8255 is the number 406-522-TALK. Caller, you're on with Tom and Shane. What's up? Yeah, this is Clint. I've been listening to you guys. <laughs> good morning, good sir. It's pretty good, I think. Well, thanks. We appreciate that. Well, I got something to say about this inflation. <laughs> inflation starts, regardless of what people think, is it starts with energy. Always. Always with energy. Now, I give you, for instance, look at what happened to your power bill, Tom. Mm-hmm. Okay, look what's happened to your propane bill and your natural gas and your trucking of the groceries and various different uh, things that we need here in this country. Look at the price of fuel. Look at the price of a tire for a big truck. It's way over $400 for a good tire. Mm -hmm. The cost of parts, the cost of groceries. Used to buy, uh, now speaking of groceries, I used to buy a can of peaches, a large can, for a buck eighty-two. Now they're two dollars and forty-two cents. Uh, I bought uh, three one by sixes, number two pine, by eight footers yesterday down at Canyon Noble. Guess how much they were, Tom? Three of them. <laughs> Twenty-five bucks. <laughs> no, you missed it. You missed it. About fifteen dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seventeen dollars. Well, it's uh, no, I ain't that much. It's thirty, thirty-seven dollars and some cents. Okay. And you used to buy that same one by six, eight foot number two pine. Used to buy it for about a little over five dollars. So that's what's happened there. And then, if you get into various other different things, uh, we can still buy a cup of coffee down here at the Four Corners Restaurant for a dollar. Wow. Now, that's a wonderful thing. Most places, uh, like uh, the Grand Tree down there, it's $2.50 for a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. The truck stops. Now, why everybody wonders, why does everything cost so much? It's because of the first thing I said is energy. Yep. It costs, it costs to get it to you, um, Clint. That's, yep. that's the whole that's issue. Right. Yeah. Now, look what's happened to the R.Y. Lumber Company there in Livingston. Mm -hmm. yeah. Seventy people. What is that going to do to the economy of Livingston, Montana? Well, it's not going to be good for them, that's for sure, because those are those are primarily, I would think, I don't know, uh, you would probably know better than I do, but I would guess those are good-paying jobs. They're I would guess good. they're not minimum wage. They're damn good-paying jobs. So now what is that going to do now to the mm -hmm. price of, of lumber to build a house? Mm -hmm. Well, that's well, true, yeah. Sure. They say for every job like, mm -hmm. like that, there's 10 people, you know, that end up with, uh, um, you know, work because of the, the disposable income that worker has. So, you know, you're talking potentially 700 other people losing their job in Livingston. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. what's going to happen now is those folks that are laid off are going to have to imply for unemployment. They're going to have to do that. So that there's one thing. Now, the next thing is this. 
the cost of a house here in Bozeman, Montana, average cost is $780,000. Now, how many people, working people out here in the lumber industry and being a mechanic and whatever, can afford to pay $780,000 for a house today with interest rates at 6% and it's going to go up? So what's happening here, Tom and Shane? Mm-hmm. What's happening to to the people here? Who's paying the bill? Yeah. Your debt. <laughs> yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing is, the poor people always pay the bill. They always pay. The farmer, look at what's happened to the farmer. My God, look at a tractor now, how much a tractor costs. It's it's excess of a hundred thousand dollars for a good hundred horsepower tractor. Look at the cost of seed, the cost of fertilizer. You know we haven't seen nothing yet as far as inflation goes. I personally think it's going to get worse. That's my personal thinking. I don't know what you two guys think. What do you think about it? Well, I remember back uh, in Reagan, right after Carter, uh, 10% unemployment, 10% inflation, uh, 20% prime rate. Uh, 15, my first home loan was through the VA for 12%. Uh-huh. I remember well, I those days, and those those could return. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'll, Carter's they'll time be, they'll be here. Thomas will be here in 20%. You nobody can afford to borrow money. Yeah, well, that's the that's the whole point, you know. That uh, this these <sighs> taking the you know Biden said in his said in his address um, his State yeah. of the Union that um, you know we'll we we'll need oil for another ten years. <laughs> well, we're always going to need oil. I don't care where you are right now, unless you're out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And even if you're in the middle of nowhere with woods, whatever you're listening to me on has oil in it. How come Biden took part of the oil reserves and gave it to China? I'm going to talk about that in the 10 o'clock hour. Well, I better shut up then before I give the away. But the thing is, the thing is, uh, Tom and Shane, yeah. we're in deep doo-doo. Well, we are at the moment. We are in yeah. deep doo-doo, and I hope it don't get any deeper. Well, we got to ride out the next two years. And well, I, th- I think we're— <laughs> It's going to be know. tough. It's going to be hard to do that. I've talked to some of the bankers, and they're not loaning any money at the, at the interest rate now. Yeah. Uh, smaller mm-hmm. banks are around 9%. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bigger banks are around 6 and 7%. Yeah. You'd have to have one hell of a good job— Mm-hmm. To pay that on a hundred thousand dollars, six thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, I mean, just stop and think about all that. And anyway, I've shut my mouth off enough, right, so man. I'll shut up and uh, <laughs> listen to the rest of you. Really enjoy right. your program. Well, thanks Tom very much. Really Thank do. Thanks a lot. We appreciate that. Take and care. I miss my friend Pete Jabot really Boy, bad. Me too. I uh, Pete was a very great intelligent. Friend. Yep, great friend. Yes, he was. Anyway. Thanks, have a nice day. All right, you too. 406-522-8255, 522-TALK. Caller, you're on with Tom and Shane. What's up? Hey, I want to, this is really important stuff you're putting out. Mm-hmm. I want to get off the air here quick, but why don't you put this all together in some kind of paperwork and mm-hmm. sell it to us, you know, for <laughs> a reasonable, really. For sell it to liberals? 
<laughs> you know, no, really, because when we go through these next elections coming up, mm-hmm. you know, so that we have uh, to argue with our neighbors or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, I, I'm really serious. Why don't you uh, publish all this? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I'd buy it. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, we don't have. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's on our it's on our uh, podcast. Um, I know, but the podcast you don't carry your podcast around, or well, that's you know. true. Yeah, yeah. So. Give us some thought. Give it some serious thought. Okay. Well, might, we might do that. Tom <laughs> could write you. another book. There you go. There you Thank go. You. Yeah, I'll, I'll write another book. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Right. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to put this into context because it's sort of important. So for the last four months, I've listened to the bobblehead financial people on TV talking about the U.S. consumer. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, oh, they're really strong and the economy, is, you know, it's not really doing that bad. And they don't seem to understand something. The American people are smart. Everything's local. Politics are local. Money's local. It's at the dinner table. Uh, do we buy food? And how much can we spend on gas? But mm-hmm. the problem is that these bobbleheads aren't getting is with 18 percent inflation, mm-hmm. People are having to spend so much more that it gives them a, a dumb sense of security that somehow the American consumer is, is doing well. No, they're, they're having to pay 18% more. So they, they look at the numbers all wrong. And that's an example of you know, misperception on their part. I, I, it, uh, it, it just surprises the heck out of me, but I enjoy sitting here mm-hmm. listening to them and I say to myself, did you just really say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once, uh, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're not willing to look at, uh, you know, the flavest pancake has two sides, Shane. That's right, <laughs> and an edge. Yeah, uh, you won't read this. Uh, by the way, if you if you preface your um, uh, text by "you won't read this," doesn't guarantee I'm going to read it. So. <laughs> Uh, censorship and all that Republican project on big tech. Do you know what caused inflation? Running up more debt than any president in history. Who did that? Trump. Liberal tariffs that are passed to, on to consumers. Who did that? Trump. Pumping uh, billions of dollars a day into the economy to keep it afloat. Who did that? Trump. Uh, giving out two stimulus checks. Who did that? Trump. And he insisted his name on them. Uh, crushing American business with billions of dollars in tariffs. Who did that? Trump. Free money. Like extended unemployment. Who started that? Trump. Giving out tons of, uh, of forgivable PPP loans. Trump. Sounds like you can, you can thank your liberal hero Trump for all those higher prices. Well, all of, the, all of that stuff that he put out didn't move the in, uh, inflation needle one Point. Important so. to, to note too is that um, Clinton, uh, you know, thirty-five years ago, your national debt was under ten billion. So mm-hmm. you know, since Clinton, your, your debt has gone from under ten billion to thirty-two billion. So yeah. you know, you, you got four year, you know, eight years of Clinton, eight years mm-hmm. of, of of Obama. That's yeah. sixteen. Biden mm-hmm. now is you know mm-hmm. twenty, and you know, and so uh, thirty-five years. You, you, you can't very well blame the 12 years that a Republicans have been in the White House. So, yeah. like, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a funny, yeah. it's a funny reference. Well, sure. Well, and as we, as we just talked about, you know, you, you pull $3 billion, uh, or $6 billion or whatever figure you want to use out of nowhere uh, and uh, put those, you know, put that into the, uh, into the economy. As I say, that should have caused inflation. It should have caused inflation well, that's right. immediately. And, and that's why I mentioned it yeah. because 
to go from less than 10 billion in 95 <laughs> to 32 billion today mm. you, you would have thought if going to be the cause of if your debt's going to be the cause of inflation yeah. it would have started like 20 <laughs> years ago right yeah uh, from our text line, 4788298, I'm comfortable with Joe Biden as commander-in-chief. He shot down four unarmed balloons using only five $400,000 rockets. Go, Brandon. That's signed by Tom. Not me, but another Tom. Uh, put that out. So, yeah, sign your text if you uh, want to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. There you go, baby. About recent inflation, what would have happened if we, ha if we have stopped— uh, uh, stuffing money into our economy, not pursuing uh, raising interest rates, uh, which damages production in many ways, and simply let it run its course to allow the markets to adjust and compete as these systems were designed. Well, I think that would have worked. The big problem was that the CDC and local health agencies stepped in and artificially stopped the economy. If they had let it run its course... You know, I think we'd be fine. Well, that's correct. But I mean, hindsight's always, the, the, you know, 2020. We we should have, could have, did a, you know, whatever. That's right. And that's why I bring up when we talk about inflation, the value of currency. Because uh, the, the last uh, $15 trillion of debt that your, your country has issued mm -hmm. has been viral, okay, in the last 15 years, right? So it, that means that it, it's gone directly to bank accounts and, and then down through the system and paid out. Um, and it's not cash. It, it, it was never cash. So that's, mm -hmm. I think, another reason that inflation mm -hmm. never really started taking off. Yeah. And uh, now, now you can't help it because of what's, you know, the shortages that are out there. Mm -hmm. And you'd think you'd have deflation, but you don't. And yeah. it, so it, it's going against all the norms that, you know, these bobbleheads keep talking about, like I said, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, principle to a bad recession is I always do things worse than the last, worse than the last one yeah. and cause for a totally different reason. But mm -hmm. none of them, none of them want to look at those two aspects. Yeah. Well, the last 10 recessions, uh, the economy has rebounded stronger after those recessions Correct. than, um, you know, which is, which is kind of cool. All right, from our text line, 406-478-8298. Biden doesn't run crap. He could barely read a teleprompter. So, there you go. Uh, let's see. What are the rates for six-month and three-year bonds? Are there such thing as six-month, one-year, or three-year bonds? There's seven-day bonds, Shane. Yes, of course <laughs> there are. And what we, are we, we You have, don't have to give us know. the rates on all of them, uh, maybe the, three, uh, the six and the three-year, but you could tell us. The, the different stages of, of bonds, seven days, well, like 10 days. Yeah. Every Tuesday, mm -hmm. your government, the Treasury Department issues bonds. And, you know, uh, mm -hmm. like, like they did this week. Uh, and uh, once a month, they issue all of them from bonds to tips. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now, the 10-year the is 3.8%. So you can spread that amongst the other ones, which I told you the 20 and 30-year, what they're mm -hmm. at. You know, they're even higher. So the smaller ones are um, around uh, two to four percent. You, you're better to buy that than, a, than mm -hmm. anything else. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, so basically, this administration policies and the American Marxist action, Floyd riots, have caused prices for me to skyrocket. No, uh, what Biden did with the oil uh, embargoes and uh, uh, his uh, America Rescue Plan uh, all began the uh, slow, uh, you know, charge against inflation. Charities, because nothing will show you how far your dollar a month will go like a $100 million campaign. Shake my head. (laughs) In 1950, there were 734 sawmills in Montana compared to seven major uh, mills today. How much of this attrition can be laid at lumber sales litigation? Yeah. Some of it could because we're competing against Canada for lumber. That's correct. Yeah. Inflation is crazy. McDonald's used to have a large drink for a dollar. Now it's a dollar sixty. That's right. What did the clown in chief say? He believes in facts, not truth. Or was it he believes in truth, not facts? Joe Biden is a feckless fool. A simple way to look at inflation is the government spends money it doesn't have and the Federal Reserve prints money that doesn't exist. So I big news. I, I got it. We're, we're almost out of minute. I got one minute. Yeah, so I, quick. <laughs> I want to. It's important. Yeah. Blade Air Mobility announced this week a deal with the city of New York City uh, to use their. All right. Are you ready? Electric flying vehicle to replace helicopters because of the noise and costs of running helicopters in the city, both for the police and commercially. So th- it started, folks. So this is going to save you, uh, save America between now and 2050, $1.5 trillion industry is going to be created around the electric flying vehicle. And Blade Air Mobility is at $4.95. You want to do something for your grandkids? Go out and buy 10 shares. That's $49. You, <laughs> and you want to know why? Here's why. There's only 31 million shares out. I mean... You, when you look at the multi-billion shares out on companies today, when this roars thirty in the next 20, 30 years for your grandchildren, you know, that 10 shares you bought them will turn into 1,000 trading at 1,000 bucks. So they'll retire. So right. there you go, folks. My news for the day <laughs> and the symbol on it, go look it up, is B-L-D-E, B-L-D-E, Blade Air Mobility. Pay attention. All right. All right. Thanks, Shane. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this segment. When we come back, we're going to talk about oil. We're going to talk about uh, why uh, Biden's actions of the strategic reserve are bad right after this. Seven minutes after the hour of 10 a.m. Mountain Time, it's Saturday, February 18, 2023. We've got snow coming. Uh, We've got snow uh, starting around 4 o'clock today and uh, ending at 7 a.m. on Sunday, one, one to three inches. And then uh, snow starting at uh, 9 p.m. on Sunday night and uh, ending on Thursday, 8 to 12 inches over those four days. So uh, we're going to get some snow on here. So uh, kudos to all the folks out there that clean the parking lots and drive the snow plows and keep our streets safe and clean and all that. So, Well, uh, I have to say, to follow up to that, it's starting to snow, snow here already. So, All right. So it's on the way. All right. right. Well, in this segment, we wanted to talk a little bit about oil, because one of the things that um, I I claim uh, inflation was caused by is oil, because oil is in everything, Shane. It's in everything we touch, uh, see, smell, whatever. Um, 
carpet on the floor, paint on the walls, ceiling tiles, uh, everything in your home has oil in it somewhere. So for the president to say we're going to get out of oil in 10 years, uh, that makes no sense at all. So uh, we're going to have oil for a long time uh, in well, our well, economy. The, the, uh, as long as we're around. I mean, yeah. what, oh, what everybody fails to realize is the what was a byproduct of oil in, you know, in the 50s and 60s and 70s and then got caught on with industry in the 60s mm-hmm. is petrochemicals. And uh, like Tom said, mm-hmm. plastic, rubbers, resins. Synthetic fibers, adhesive, dyes, detergents, pesticides, and uh, petroleum-derived paints and coatings. Oh, yeah. Uh, Plastics, medicines, cosmetics, furniture, appliances, Mm -hmm. electronics, solar panels, and wind turbines all rely on petrochemicals. 90% of everything you walk through life every day has Mm -hmm. petrochemicals in it. That's what the 21st century needs, the the first world needs, the developing world needs, and the third world needs. So... He, that's why they laughed, laughed yeah. at the State of the Union address when he said 10 years. He yeah. has no idea. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't he's clueless. He yeah, he, he, all, all he's thinking about is uh, is gasoline. That's all he's thinking about. That's right. Gas and diesel. That's all he, that's all he does. Right. Yeah, he has no clue. Well, the other thing that's really ironic about this, everybody's screaming about the new Green Deal because if we cut, if we cut um, the way, uh, you know, environmental uh, situations from cars and all of that are are uh, the planet will be cleaner. What people don't realize is that the political movement that purports to be protecting the environment results in oil and natural gas production moving from countries with the highest environmental uh, environmental standards, the American uh, the American people, uh, to countries with lower or even functionally zero environmental. <laughs> <laughs> uh, standard chain. I mean, geez. And um, a couple of other things, too. Uh, U.S. production of crude oil and natural gas has increased over 40 years, while at the same time, pollution and emissions have steadily declined across sources. And contrary to popular media characterizations, wealth created by energy development in free economies enhances environmental performance while making people's lives better. And the key to industry globally is one thing, lubricants, because, you know, you have ball bearings and mm-hmm. you have to lubricate them. True. You know, and, and yeah. brakes like on the train, you know, it start, the, mm-hmm. the brakes yeah. were breaking down because, you know, they weren't properly, you know, oiled or maintained. But the point is, without ball bearings, no industry anywhere Ain't so work you know if the green new deal and people mm-hmm. want to do something you know you know ban ball bearings instead of oil yeah <laughs> all right well the president was accurate in his um, speech uh his state of the union address uh the world's largest companies uh, did report 200 billion in profits uh bp uh, british petroleum 27 billion in profit chevron 35.5 exxon 55.7 billion uh, shell 39.87 and uh, to- uh, total energies um, 36.2 billion in profits in 2022 and as uh, paul harvey used to say and now for the rest of the story that's right there you go buddy um, in 2018, before the uh, pandemic started, uh, Exxon's profits were 20.84 billion. 
2019, the uh, epidemic starts, and it goes to uh, 14.34, so $6 billion less. 2020, the, um, the pandemic's in full swing. Exxon loses $22.4 billion. $22.4 billion in 2020. 2021, when driving started back again, uh, they went up to $23.4 billion, and then in 2022, up to $55 billion. The same thing is true across the board for all of these companies. Shell uh, had exactly the same uh, the same thing. They were uh, Shell actually was the only one that didn't lose money in 2020, but they went down to 4.5 billion from a high of 21 billion in 2018. And um, uh, Total Energies uh, was another one. They same thing there. They went down to 4.6 billion um, and uh, had a uh, from a 36 billion in 2018. So these companies took a bath in 2020, all five of them, even though they made uh, uh, more money in 20, uh, 2022. Now, looking at the situation here, what happened in 2020? Well, the refineries pretty well shut down because nobody was driving, right? Store shelves were empty because of diesel fuel. Uh, everything cost more because the price of diesel went up uh, to, uh, you know, because of the uh, uh, the uh, recession, or I don't know if you want to call it a recession, I guess technically it could be Shane. We did have a couple quarters of negative growth there, <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah. So now everybody's saying, well, the, uh, the oil companies are drilling more than ever. And that's true. They are drilling is up 60%. But the other side of that pancake that people fail to realize is that there's a lag between the time you get the oil out of the ground and it goes to the refinery. Refineries are operating at 8%, recovering from, from COVID and getting back online and, and starting to send, uh, uh, send oil back and gasoline to gas stations. Now, our gas prices, while going down, have now suddenly gone back up, Shane. And this is sort of important, I think. I mean, the U.S. oil industry, both in the United States and, and around the world, 10.3 million people they employ. Now, you, mm-hmm. you you compound that around the world with other oil companies or countries. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking close to 50 million people around the world that are employed by this industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the computer industry from 1988 to 2010, 47 million new jobs. And that's why I'm saying the electrifying vehicle in the next 30 years will produce between... 45 and 50 million new jobs. That's what you have to have in a, 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 a commercial consumption global economy. New ideas that create new industry, new harmony, new employment, new education. And, and, it, and it just accelerates the growth on a global basis. So, mm-hmm. But you never hear any of these numbers from the you know the people that you know you know the Green New Deal, they they want to unemploy fifty million people. <laughs> I think just like really, yeah, that's that's <laughs> impressive. Okay, so moving into um, 
moving into the um, strategic oil reserve uh, started in 73 or, or started in 75 after the Arab embargo uh, holds 700 million barrels. That's it probably holds more than that, but that's where they try to keep it, I guess I should say. Um, and uh, so Biden uh, in, in uh, late March uh, to uh, to counteract a decline in the global global, not American in the global supply of oil that has contributed to price increases, the White House announced that Biden had authorized the release of a million barrels of crude per day from the reserve for six months. So 180 million barrels, Shane, of the 700 uh, that are sitting there. So now what do they do with this? What do they do with this million barrels of oil a day? They sell it, right? That's what they do. And who do they sell it to, Shane? They sell it to the highest bidder. Really? Come on. No. Yeah, we don't sell it to the lowest bidder. We sell it to the highest bidder. Okay. <laughs> so as we know, as we talked about earlier, not oil, not all oil is the same. There's crude oil. There or uh, I'm sorry, there's tar sands, <laughs> thick oil. There's sweet oil. Heavy oil. Yeah. Heavy there's, oil and, yeah, yeah. There's, there's four or five different different levels of 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 oil of oil that's right. yeah not every refinery refines all types of oil some make jet Correct. fuel some make diesel some make gasoline some make uh, kerosene or you know whatever it is so biden sells this million barrels a day on the open market to the highest bidder so in uh, back in uh, when was it 40 years ago uh, Americans were prohibited from selling oil abroad uh, they did that so that the private companies like uh, your in your family Shane that drill for oil they could sell their oil on the open market to other countries correct yeah so what happens is let's say let's say Exxon buys a million barrels of oil. So what do they do with it? If it's oil they don't use in their refineries, they can sell it to someone else, like China or other countries, Germany, Russia, who knows. So are they going to sell it at a loss, Shane? Oh, no, only your government's doing that. I, <laughs> I looked this up and... Uh... I want you, everyone to know you, you should be happy about this. Uh, Biden and this great idea he came up with, the, uh, average, the, the, the average cost of your petroleum reserves was $115 a barrel. Mm -hmm. So uh, just want you all to know that he's done really well. Uh, he's gotten $87 an average barrel that he's been selling. Okay, so, so that's, that's... Right, right that, off the bat, you're that, losing oil. Losing, yeah, you're losing money. Yeah, You're losing okay. money. Second thing... It's ridiculous, or as we used to say as kids in high school, redunculous, because it's only a, a three-month reserve. I mean, you know, it's in the it's in the in the salt mines of Missouri and Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and it was sort of there to. It, it's sort of like the same thing with wheat. You have about six months, six to seven months of wheat reserve in your country. You know, you know, food stocks. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mostly somewhere between three and six months. You know. When you look at these numbers and you learn uh, what is registered, you realize that 
this is stuff that's been looked at for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So there, there's not really, uh, there's not really an area for people to lie about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, yeah. it's pretty much true what they, what, what you find out. And uh, so mm -hmm. now we see oil moving off and, and of course, everyone's anticipating that between now and the end of the year, oil is going to go back to $100. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't started that move yet, but we'll, we'll see. But uh, if things worsen, I don't think it will because who's going to be buying it? I mean, mm -hmm. you, Americans are buying a million less gallons of gasoline a week right now because of inflation. Mm -hmm. A week. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've uh, done their uh, driving habits and... And we talked about yeah. this way back when gas went to, I think the highest we had in uh, in Bozeman before this uh, was back during the uh, uh, the meltdown of 2728, somewhere in there. I think it was 286 or 386 a gallon, I think was the highest. And we were talking about people are consolidating trips and, you know, not driving as much and whatever. And we're seeing the same same thing now. Now, uh, these sales, uh, Biden puts these uh, on the market, and uh, for each sale, the uh, uh, this was done in the fall of 2021 and 22, or the this came previously, I guess I should say. Uh, for each sale, the Energy Department announces the type and amount of oil, the type of oil that it is, and the amount uh, they're putting up. And uh, it'll be auctioned in a competitive bidding. And any company that is registered in the Strategic uh, uh, Reserve Crude Oil Sales Offer Program is eligible to make an offer. So in the end, the government uses the money from the sales to restock the reserve, which Biden administration has said it will start doing in the fall when it expects crude oil prices will be lower. <laughs> so, yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Of course they'll buy it on the way up. Yeah. Of course they will. Yeah. All right. Well, let's well go. listen. I, I, I real quick. Yeah. Uh, we got time. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I remember back in '72 because I'm that old. I was in high school. Uh, my father was having great success in uh, Montana discovering oil and gas, and the price of oil went, you know, from sixteen dollars to fifty. Right. And and and, mm -hmm. and and then it and then it collapsed. It literally collapsed. Right. Mm -hmm. Into the Jimmy Carter years. Uh, but the thing was, is that pe people, you know, in Montana, they all had bumper stickers. I, I should have sold at 50, right? Yeah. So we, we've been through this before. We've, mm -hmm. we've seen this movie. We before. have seen it, yeah. So th this is nothing new. Uh, profits and losses in, oil, in the oil industry are huge because of infrastructure. The cost of infrastructure and to, and to uh, you know, do this type of work is huge the labor costs and and uh, all the equipment costs and maintenance it's it's just huge um i'm real concerned because natural gas around 240 and you know, we've told you for the last two years you know that all, all these fracking operations in your country they need around six dollars yeah. so you know a year ago a year and a half ago when it was up around double digits you know 11 12 mm -hmm. bucks everyone was happy yeah but they're not so happy right now yeah that's true so so anyway, uh, let's say Exxon buys this oil from uh, Biden for eighty-seven bucks uh, a barrel, yeah. and what do they what do they do with it? Are they are that I I would guess they're going to put it on the market for the highest bidder. 
Well, that's right. I mean, I mean would they the not? Great, the great, <laughs> They're not the going to sell at a cost, are they? Well, not, that's why the futures market exists, because mm -hmm. you can buy and sell contracts of it. So, you know, it's it's like... Yeah, but this wouldn't be know, on a contract. This would be a contract. No, no, they purchase it. But then they sell it by contract. You know, mm -hmm. that, that that's how they do it. And, and No, they'll sell it for a price. They're not going to sell it for a contract. They're going to sell it for a price. Yes, and they, and they usually do it by future contracts. So they won't. That, why wouldn't they? Evan, okay, I'm not going to argue with you. Never okay, I'll, I'll tell you why. Why I say that they're not going to they're not going to sell it on a contract of any kind. What they're going to say is not I'm, what I said. Well, okay, well, you're what, not listening to me. All you right, don't maybe I'm not. To. Okay, you want me to try again? No, hang on. Yeah, I'll, let me try. I'm try again. Let me so try. They purchase the oil. Let me let me try, and I'll explain it, and then you can explain where I'm wrong. Okay. They buy the oil for $87. They find someone desperate. They sell it at a price. They say this, I'm going to sell you this million barrels at this price, period. Go. Thanks for turning me back on. I really yeah. appreciate you. Well, being uh, we can't so talk, we can't talk over each other. Okay, so here, here, here we go. This is the reality of how um, commodities trade from food to oil and, and everything else in the world. So they... Purchase the oil, and now it, it's it's not in their inventory. It's probably still underground. But they go out and they find a, a futures contract to sell it at a given price in the future, not necessarily today. Now that's and that's the ebb and flow. So they may have uh, a tanker of, with a million gallons of oil that's supposed to go somewhere, and they'll replace replace it um, at a higher price because. They've gotten this cheap oil. So, yeah, the, these people move commodities um, like the farmer does corn and uh, wheat. One of the big reasons for the commodities exchanges was to give uh, farmers a better price on what they produce because, uh, you know, they you get it when you produce it, not while you're growing it. And, and that's why, you know, some of the brilliant, most brilliant people um, in the commodities industry that sell and buy and sell future contracts are farmers because they, they understand the value of that for their product when they produce it, which is in the future. Well, you're talking about a, a normal sale of oil. This no, isn't a normal sale. This isn't a normal sale. It's just another, it's just another sale, Tom. Sorry. <sighs> okay. Let's None say, let's you're say. You're making it special. There's nothing special about it. There's yeah, there is. There, no. It's absolutely special, and I'll tell you why it's special, since you don't seem to, you're not listening to me, uh, obviously. I sell, I buy a billion, a billion barrels of oil for um, 87 bucks. I find a strapped company or a strapped country or a refinery or client who needs this oil. Or I'm going to put it on uh, to the highest bidder. So somebody buys it for, say, $100 a barrel. So I made a profit, right? I, I'm not arguing that. No, I, I understand. I'm, I'm just agreeing uh, that I made a profit. Yes, I made a profit. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, of course. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm making my point. You made yours. But what no, you I'm... keep going back and trying to make your point right. It's wrong. Listen, 
When you buy a million barrels of oil from the United States Strategic Reserve, you know how long you may have to wait to get it? I don't know. There I, you go. Well, it, it released a million barrels a day, so yeah, I, I don't I don't think it takes ago. six months to get no, it. No that, no, that was three months ago. It takes three months. Well, I don't know if it's an emergency. No, they've been selling it every day. Okay. The reason... It's because it takes three months to deliver. Okay, okay. Big deal. All right. The reason, the reason Biden is releasing this oil is to reduce global pricing. To reduce global pricing. And that's my point. It's not going to work. And we will cover that when we return right after these important words. All right. So, so, uh. <laughs> absolutely. So, isn't it fun when Shane and I don't get along? <laughs> All right. That's what makes good radio. We shouldn't agree on anything every week. So. <laughs> All right, 29 minutes after the hour. we got snow coming starting at 4 o'clock today, and it'll go through uh, Sunday morning, 1 to 3 inches, and then we got snow starting on Sunday night and going to Thursday, 8 to 12 inches. Wow. We're going to get some snow in this coming week and some low temperatures as well, so stay tuned. We've still got a full half hour of uh, Tom and Shane on Saturday to go. We'll be right back. 27 minutes for the top of the hour. It's Saturday. It's February 18, 2023. Tommy Galoff, your morning mayor in the house. Shaman Tobin, half man, half amazing in Kamloops, Canada. And uh, I'm going to try one more time to make my case <laughs> for this oil. <laughs> um, the strategic uh, oil reserve. Uh, the markets for crude oil and gasoline are global, senior economists uh, 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 say. And uh, selling this crude, whether at home or abroad, will tend to lower the global oil price, which is what determines what refiners pay for crude oil. Hence, lower crude prices allow the price of gasoline in the U.S. and elsewhere to decline. Now, let me explain why that... Wait, 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 wait. You gotta read something. Let me read something. Okay, go for it. Okay, so this is from your government, Tom. Okay, the Energy Department. Broad authority for exchange contracts is found in Section 159 of the Energy Policy and Conservation Act, PL 94-163. The EPCA provides that the Secretary uh, may acquire oil for the SPR by purchase, exchange, or otherwise. There also exists special authority for the secretary to conduct a test sale or exchange. It is possible for exchange agreements to be completed within a few days of the receipt of a request from a company to buy from the reserves. Movement of the oil can occur when the contractor has made arrangements for the, the transportation of the oil, usually within 24 hours of contract award. A sale and drawdown from the SRP or SPR is conducted online competitively. Deliveries of crude oil can begin as early as 13 days after announcement of sale, depending on, on, on the scheduling and transportation arrangements made by the contractor for receipt of the oil. However, the circumstances that might require the use of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve are defined in the Energy Policy and Conservation Act. And the, uh, the, the importance of, of this is that, they, that if they sell, they must deliver within 60 days. 
that that's your government. That's the law. That I'm not I'm not making it up. I'm reading it from the energy department. So now go. That has nothing whatever to do with what I'm talking about. It has nothing whatever to do with I'm what I'm talking about. I don't care how it's sold. I don't care when it's delivered. It doesn't matter. The point is the president puts this million barrels a day on the market to lower oil prices. That's what he said in his union address. Now explain to me if I'm Exxon, I buy, buy this oil for 89 bucks a barrel. Who cares when it's delivered or who it's delivered to? It's delivered to me, let's say. I find a, a country or a refinery somewhere in the world that's going to pay 100 bucks for it. So I sell it to them. Please explain to me how that process lowers the cost of crude oil in the world. Oh, it doesn't. The That's what I'm saying. That's my whole point. No, it isn't. Yeah, uh, it the, is. The, the reason that the price of oil or the price of gas is dropping, and oil in particular, is because uh, supply and demand. There, there's less demand. So that you know, that's we've already talked about it. That's, well, what, uh, well, it's in a deflationary cycle. That's it. But the reason for uh, selling a million barrels a day is there is a demand. Otherwise, well, sure, why do it? If you're going to if you're going to sell oil out out of the reserves that I know I can get within sixty days, and I can buy it at seventy five dollars today's price. Well, sure. I, I, if I'm an oil company or any any anybody else that wants to, I mean, you you could, you know, if you had a salt mine in your backyard, you could go buy a million barrels and dump it in there. But you know, you can't. The point is, you can't. You've got to no. be. You've got to be one of the strategic oil sales offer program members. Those, no, no. I, I I buy the futures contract on it. Forget and I pay futures. Cash for forget it. futures. We're not talking about futures. Can, can I finish, please? Help. Go on. You're just okay, wasting I time. Buy futures con- <laughs> I buy a futures contract on oil at a certain price, and uh, if and when, when my contract comes, I pay for it, and it then has to be delivered by the person that sold it to me. Yeah. So, fine. So to, my, what? to my front door. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So, well, you just said I can't buy a million barrels. You know, of course you can. Well, you can't. You can buy it if you're uh, a member of the crude oil sales offer program from the Strategic I, I, I Oil Command. I wasn't talking about that oil. I'm not, I, but we're I'm talking sure about, about the Strategic oil. oil Reserves. We're not talking about the oil industry. Who cares? You talking, no, you you keep talking about the price. The the only reason they they thought that the price of oil would drop if they sold it from your reserves is because they're stupid. Uh, yeah, you know, the, I mean, well, that's what that's East, my whole point. The it Middle East and, oh, and Putin in particular is going to control the price of oil. It's it's oh, yeah. you know Iran, uh, Russia, and mm-hmm. and and the Middle East. I mean, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to determine the price of oil or consumers that don't purchase. And that's what you're in. You're in a you know a deflationary cycle because there's less demand for it. So they're all getting hurt. Okay. Well, someday he'll get it, I guess. But so far, not so far. <laughs> so <laughs> now that's not nice because I wouldn't say something like that to you. Well, uh, you're, because you're calling me an idiot, and I'm not an not idiot. Not calling you an and idiot. Just because I'm, we have a dissonant, no, 
you, you need to apologize because okay, just because I apologize. Di- All right, we're talking about two different things. Doesn't mean we're talking you make two it different personal. things. You just made it personal. All right, I apologize, but it's frustrating when you don't understand the logic of the argument. Oh, I do, and that's I agree. It is frustrating. I agree with you. Yeah, because I'm not talking about the oil sold on the open market. We're talking about oil sold specifically from the strategic oil reserves. We're not talking about oil in general. And there's no way selling it out of the strategic oil reserve is going to lower prices. And uh, how, how large the, how large is the group that you're talking of that is allowable to buy it from the strategic Well, reserve? let me look that up. You, re- you. you referenced look, it. So let, me, let me look it up for you because I, yeah. uh, I've got it right here. Okay, uh, okay. Hang on. Yeah, well, I will tell you. What he's doing. Uh, do, 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 do. Inform us all. I will. Do I will. As soon as it comes up. Okay. But in the meantime, I will still make the case that selling a million barrels a day from the uh, oil reserve will do nothing to lower prices of oil. Okay. Uh, the United States Department has developed an, uh, an online crude oil sales offer for emergency sales of crude oil from the Strategic uh, Petroleum Reserve. Offer provides registered users with the ability to submit offers for oil sales conducted we, by we, the reserve. And, and I have to have a username and password to get into it. You didn't answer the question. How many people have access to buy it? You, you've companies. got to, you've got to go log in and be a member. So anyone can do it. No, you got to oh, be. You have to be in that group. Oh, well, how, how big's the group? It doesn't say. I got to log in. You're only you're only allowed to log in if you're a member. So there you are. Let's take a phone call. Four zero six five two two talk is the number. Caller, you're on. What's up? Well, I've been listening to you guys argue. <laughs> Fun, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, um, I just wanted to say, um, doesn't it all just boil down to one simple fact of Biden doesn't give a rat about the United States economy as long as he puts it in the toilet. Well, that's Shane's uh, point of view. Yeah, that they want us—they want us in a recession uh, to uh, uh, hurt the Republican Party. Well, yeah, and the whole nation. I mean, the fact that the oil prices affect everything, like you guys said before. There's oil products in every damn thing that we use, and Biden doesn't understand that. Well, if he—he's out in left field anyway. Somebody's yanking his chain in the background. Um, mm-hmm. But his the whole plan is to put the United States down to a third world country. Uh, we, we aren't going to have enough food to feed all these immigrants and uh, all our own uh, United States people. It, it's, it's in a plan, I believe, to totally destroyed the United States of America. And he doesn't, he's got so many ends with China and Russia with his dirty dealings with the Penn Biden stuff and and Hunter that he's such a corrupt person. And 
I mean, it's even like, no, they don't care about the polluted water in Ohio. They don't care about any of that as long as it depresses our society. And they're just working every damn corner of it to do it. That's my opinion, and I'm really over this administration. I can't, I don't know, maybe I'll be gone in two years, but and I won't have to worry about it. But my children and grandchildren are my concern now. It's such a sad thing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to jump in and say, I think you guys have way too much knowledge for only being on Saturday. <laughs> well, uh, we agree. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because there's, there's just too many dumb people in this world anymore. Well, it seems like it anyway. You know, our our job is, you know, to research these things, and we're not here to bash anybody in particular. But when, you know, people say, well, this caused inflation or that caused inflation, um, you know, we go look at, okay, when did inflation start and when did it, you know, how fast did it come up and what caused it? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. But there's too many dumb people that don't understand anything yeah. about economics well they only they only listen to sound bites exactly so that's why i'm i wish that you guys were on more yeah. hours during the week or something because well we do have podcasts on tuesday and thursdays uh on uh, on youtube and on facebook uh so yeah i know but i mean do you yeah. do, i do you suppose you do have a lot of listeners on the computer mm-hmm. i just I don't know if the right people are listening. <laughs> well, that's that's what we're trying. We're trying to attract the right people. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, you're doing a good job. But well, thanks I, so much. You're just, you guys are so smart that the average person um, doesn't, the only thing that they know is when they go to the gas station and fill up, then they bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or the price of food, and then they bitch. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thanks. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Spread the word. <laughs> Caller, you're on with Tom and Shane. What's up? Morning, boys. Hey. Hey, right on, John, here. Hey, hey I'm up at, um, is there any way you can uh, turn the volume up on the on the phone line? It's like uh, way down to like about one quarter. It's hard, hard to hear you. Boy, um, I, but, I don't yeah. know. I don't know about that. Oh, uh, okay. There's a, yeah, check with the engineers. Check with Michelle yeah, or whatever I'll do that. else. There's okay. got to be yeah. a way. Yeah. Uh, um, up, I'm up at Chico Hot Springs, and I can't go into the hot springs until I get through your show. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, well, that's a really important. <laughs> you guys are special, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, you didn't mention my statement in regards to RY Timber, which also segues also into uh, the oil and gas industry. Um, the, the loss of our white timber uh, and um, w- what our losses in the oil industry and everything like this um, have, it's not just what we, we put into our tanks or um, uh, uh, for, for traveling. We got uh, people that, uh, like for the wood industry, uh, combined with the petroleum industries, um, the, the, the stain that they put on their houses, the uh, their kitchen cabinets and everything like this, they all work together. So like the loss of our white timber, uh, they just keep on saying like uh, uh, there's uh, like 80 people or whatever on else, but it's way more than that because uh, 
like on my message there, I mentioned I talked to one of the uh, harv- uh, wood harvesters, and they finally got out to a contract, and they got uh, well over two hundred and something thousand dollars worth of wood sitting there, and they can't do anything with it. Can, can, can you got, tell me? Do uh, they did they process hardwood or softwood? Oh, well, it's, it's basically pine and uh, uh, and uh, spruce and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so, okay. so uh, not conifer. It, it, it was it were de- deciduous trees. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah deciduous. Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's our main thing here. And I submitted um, a bill up there to uh, Greg Giaforte and and a little uh, threw it in with uh, Marty Malone as well. And uh, um, and uh, what, what, what's his name? God, uh, Henry Kriegel. Yeah. And so, so um, going to try and get some uh, movements forward on, uh, but there's uh, some of the things that can only be attacked at the federal level. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it, you can do things, but yeah. uh, some things you're, you're not able to, like uh, Marty said, it is above his pay grade. Yeah. Um, Real quick, John, well, I got I callers would, waiting. Yeah. Okay. Well, one last thing sure. is, is that what I would like to see is that any production of oil in this country uh, should be uh, put out to the American people at a discount for the fuel and gas, and in that would stimulate our economy 100%. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Thanks for waiting. Caller, you're on the line. What's up? Hey, um, I like the last two two callers. They're great. Yeah. Um, 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 I saw George Soros, diehard George Soros on the television the other day and he's telling us who to pick for president i don't know if you guys talked about this earlier today or not but i just wanted to say where does he get off telling us who to choose for a candidate (laughs) well uh you know he's got to get somebody he can control (laughs) yeah manage manage yeah right (laughs) i don't think you could could desantis yeah Hey, he's he's a good guy, but I don't want him now. He's got to stay governor so we can get Trump in. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for the call. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Um, uh, Jane from our text line, 478-8298. How has our a- uh, aid to other nations figured into our debt? That's Jan from Livingston wants to know that. So a lot, I would say. A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, we try to buy favors from people who hate us. I've never understood. Uh, well, better yet, you just tell China to, you know, pay them. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Just no more aid. Yeah. You know, someone, you know get get you know, the Speaker of the House to stand up and say, no more aid to foreign governments of any kind. Uh, China's happy. Call China. Call Xi. He'll talk to you. He'll give you all the money you want. That's true. Uh, when massive conglomerate corporations make billions every year, then uh, have a bad year. I'm not going to shed a tear for them again. Not one gas station closed during COVID, and well, none of the, they all closed. None, no, they didn't. Gas stations didn't close. A lot of them were shut down, Tom. Not all of them. Well, not up. here. I don't know of a single one that was shut down. Oh yeah, no, we had a lot of independent ones here. You really? You did, huh? Oh, okay. 
Well, without petroleum, well, COVID, pro- yeah. yeah, without petroleum products, how is air travel possible? How are cargo ships uh, bringing uh, goods across the ocean? How's our military uh, tanks, uh, aircraft, and uh, aircraft uh, carriers function? Uh, they don't. And the climate alarmist war on the petroleum industry is foolhardy until a viable alternative is available. And alternative fuels will come, but they'll come in their own good time. Shane, that's right. They're, they're here, though. Electric flying vehicles. They're here now. Oh, oh my God, ladies, <laughs> untwist your panties. <laughs> uh, I don't wear panties. We wear had boxes. our panties in a twist, didn't we? <laughs> I, I, I wear boxers. You got your boxers on. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Republicans are demented. They honestly believe the Democrats want to destroy the economy on purpose because uh, then, yeah, that's how you get reelected. Well, you get reelected when uh, the uh, rank-and-file American public is dependent on you totally from cradle to grave. Bingo. That's it. Oh, let's see. We provide bottled water for hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens, but nothing for the citizens of Ohio. Democrat priorities. Not enough oil in our strategic oil reserve to affect the market, in my opinion. Biden is destroying our strategic reserve capabilities to look good to the uninformed. The elephant in the room is why why did uh, Biden depleting our strategic oil reserves when the Democrats blocked Trump buying oil for the reserves when um, oil was $87 a barrel? There you go. Yeah. Uh, He he even... He even, you know, he even bought some oil for your reserves mm-hmm. where people paid him. Remember, it went to $35. They paid you to, to take oil. Yeah. He he laughed about it. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to answer your question, Joe Biden did not sell, sell oil reserves to China. I, I realize that. He can't. Um, they have to go through the members of the, of the uh, um, strategic people. Uh, oh, I looked that up. Yeah. Uh, the, the Department of Energy stipulates there's no specific number of people. Um, it is auctioned. Uh, you can go to the site to do it. Anyone can participate. So all um, uh, uh, oil companies in the world can purchase the oil. There's there's not a limited number. Okay. Well, we'll we'll disagree on that because you That's can't you you. you you can't put the strategic oil reserves on the open market. No, it, it, we agree. It's it sold. It was sold yeah. this time online to any oil company in the world. Not that not went China. signed up. Not that, in China. You just. I'm sorry. No, I didn't say anything. I didn't. I don't know if China signed up to buy it directly. I don't know. No, I that's what I, that's what I'm saying. You're making the point. You're you're misleading that. Anybody can do it, and anybody can. No, I didn't say anybody. I said any oil company. Well, uh, not any oil company can do it. That's what I'm saying. So, okay. For the love of God, the sawmill closed uh, because they had a fire. Not Joe Biden. I, nobody said Joe Biden closed the full, the sawmill in in uh, Livingston. So please give me a break. Oh, let's see. Uh, you are here to bash Democrats, uh, aiming for inflation, uh, refuse to look at other uh, any other possible cause. I, I think I laid out a lot of po- causes, and so did Shane. Maybe big oil. We, we, Go ahead. Well, uh, yeah, we, we tried to define it so everybody yeah. 
would pretty simple have an appreciation yeah. yeah you can go over and look at all the charts uh over on our uh, uh at kmmsam.com click on tom chain's podcast and go to the video you can see all the charts we used uh, let's see. Uh, I get it. Politics. Why do you protect oil companies? Uh, we're making record profits by Dow Jones. Blame it on politicians. It's sad. Maybe big oil wants oil prices and production low. <laughs> well, I, I, I love when someone makes a comment about that. Yeah, I and know. We explain to them that not you know over ninety percent of everything you use in your life, walk through a day, is a, a byproduct of oil. Yeah, and so it's like. Please understand. I, I know. So that's why I say, you know, that that you've you've got to get you got to get more informed. You just have to. So uh, George Soros never said who to yeah. vote for. Uh, that was Tucker Spin. Soros simply said he's qualified. Again, Tom explained mm-hmm. how wrecking the economy gains votes seriously. Wrecking the economy makes people dependent on government, unemployment, uh, food stamps, more. Uh, more of the 126 poverty programs. Uh, no, you don't want to give those up. Well, you know, uh, Soros did give John Fetterman money. That was brought out in the campaign. Yeah. And right now, you know, he, he's in the hospital, you know, in, in a depression room. So depression. Yeah. 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 He, he's in that. Yeah. He's in that bag room. <laughs> All right, our last uh, text of the day. I'm guessing Nikki Haley's list of accomplishments will be read next week as she's campaigning to be president, too. When she's president, I will list her accomplishments as president, which I'm doing with Donald Trump. Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to our show. You're a great friend, Thomas. I love it. It's really a great pleasure to be with you. And everyone, you know my handle. Be happy, be safe. Live in the moment. Live to work and be happy for your family. Come home with a smile on your face because you know what? Every day is a special one. All right. I am out of here. We'll see you next week.